Welcome to Polycast, a civilization podcast focused on game strategy. Dan Q. Makalua. The Man Team. Mega Bears Fan. A new civilization expansion that was announced last week, a week that Polycast doesn't record because I guess that's how it always happens. <laughs> Welcome to Polycast episode 327. I'm the main team and I'm joined by Dan Q. Hello there. Makalua. I'm still half asleep. Mega Bears fan. Having technical difficulties and using a phone. Ooh. And a wide array of guests. Who's with us at the start here? Warning you too. And you're saying. <laughs> We're definitely going to be talking about the announcement of the second Civilization 6 expansion pack, Gathering Storm. But we're also going to be talking about a certain something that has to do with the show and myself and why we're scheduled to have more than 20 people be on this episode because this is the last episode recording that I'm going to be on for Polycast, certainly as a regular panelist. But let's start with Gathering Storm. Human advancement knows no boundary. But this has not been without its price. My two immediate first reactions are, one, like a lot of this is stuff that I've specifically asked for in the past. So, yay, glad to see that Paraxis is giving it a shot. And two, a lot of it, reminds me a lot of the um, Natural Disasters expansion for City Skylines, which I actually think is one of the better expansions for that game. So if this is at least as good or better than the City Skylines expansion, then I think we're in for a treat. So before Rise and Fall released, I mentioned on the podcast that I thought that when expansion content comes, you should expect funding to be addressing a fundamental issue in the game. And I thought that loyalty was a counter to low pop ICS and being able to steamroll a sieve with no systems to stop you. And I thought that worked well, but I'm not entirely sure what exactly the disasters is supposed to address in Gotting Storms. I have reservations well, uh... about it as well, personally. Some of the settling logic and such is useful. It kind of offsets city placement to a degree. And with there, you have some more control over it. The thought that you could just have units randomly get badly injured or killed with really no agency is a major minus in my mind. That's an active detriment to the game if it, that's the way it's going down. Now, I'm just reading this off Well of Soul, so maybe it's not as significant as I'm picturing when I'm reading it. And maybe when you actually play the game, you're not going to be losing extremely veteran units at random. You might have some choices there. But at least on first glance, that's a major concern of mine. It's just bringing back memories of like the Bermuda Triangle event in Civ 4, which had no place in the game. and oh. was not a respectable implementation at all. My hope would be that a lot of these events are things that you'd be able to see coming or would be things that would be reasonable because it looks like a lot of them are based on terrain. Like I see there's things about flooding and droughts and stuff like that. So if you're settling on a floodplain, you're going to know there's going to be the risk of a flood. So it looks like they're going for like a risk reward kind of mechanic where you are doing things that put yourself at risk. Right. And so you do have the agency in whether or not you settle there. It's not like you settle in a place that appears to be completely safe and then it's just some random event pops up 
and says, oh, yeah, that mountain that you settled next to, turns out that's a volcano. Now your city is destroyed. If my capital has a huh? really, really good yield, then disaster or two is not going to stop me from settling there. Yeah. The concern for me is more like, okay, somebody's attacking you. You killed their units. You're retaliating against them. Their city's on a river, and you have to besiege the city to take it. And then you just get flooded, and your units die, rather than them being penalized for their settling near the flood. Or you're trying to like go across water, and you just get hurricaned. And some of these are quite frankly ridiculous like on a 20 plus year time scale or even on like a two year time scale because, you know, they're like several day events as opposed to an hour talking multi-turn storms. So you're going to tell me there's a, a 40 year gas giant <laughs> system coming through on you or something. The yeah, I, I do want to say raises an eyebrow. But even more than that, I just don't like it from a gameplay perspective. You're, you're telling me in on this well of soul site that you can lose ships to this. And I'm just picturing losing hundreds of hammers or thousands again, just like Civ 4 to random nonsense in the middle of the water uh, that can significantly change the outcome of the game to no benefit from a strategy or agency perspective whatsoever if that's how it is that doesn't belong in the game so i'm hoping they do better this time i'm hoping civ 6 can beat civ 4's failure in this regard and i will say yeah, it's objectively guess... a failure from a gameplay perspective it is crap to randomly lose stuff without control I, I definitely just... agree that I, I think I would have preferred to have seen more of like a big picture climate kind of thing rather than like individual specific weather events. Yeah, uh, so I definitely agree with you less. on that point. Yeah, yeah. There's also that, according to this, and I've much less like things like that. Like, I'm actually fine with that. You say what you want about right. how it parallels to reality, but as a game mechanic, I don't, it, it's reasonable. <laughs> If it were things like glaciers or the, you know, ice caps or whatever, like gradually receding or expanding over periods of the game or things like maybe deserts expanding or shrinking, things like that, where it's a gradual thing that happens over a long period during the game. You know, that's kind of more of the thing that I would have hoped for rather than, oh, individual flooding event and droughts and things like that. Because uh, I feel like that this. makes a lot more sense on the timescale of Civ. I think we have discussed something like this before, but my issue would be um if there's going to be pollution or something like that then you have to have something that prevents it if coal is the only resource then it's going to be pollution like either way so you can't really stop it i don't know what they're going to do with that yeah i just think that's a better system in the game like civ that's on this time scale and they're saying you can use clean energy or whatever i'm guessing we're going to see some solar and whatnot and probably something to do with the world conquest uh Congress. <laughs> World Conquest is better, but World Congress is probably the one that's going to control this. Unlike what uh, our other panelists have said, he doesn't like the idea is random. I think introducing a sense of randomness to the game is actually good because real life is very much like that. And, and I think that there's going to be an environmental modifier, i.e. the world gets warmer, the water levels start rising, uh, land starts flooding. And on the other hand, there's going to be the sudden catastrophic events like uh, volcanoes and hurricanes and blizzards that will do temporary damage some places. But in some ways, from reading what's been described, also benefits like volcanoes um, add additional uh, fertility to the land. So um, production goes up for food resources. On the other hand, temporarily, they may wipe out a district that's built there or um, something in the volcano's path. But there is a setting, according to what I'm reading, that uh, you can make it uh, a non-event in the game or you can make it very realistic. So, um, I mean, to each his own, that's going to have to be something for, as a multiplayer, something that uh, people are just going to have to agree on when uh, they start the game. Do you want realistic or you don't want any environmental type issues? Yeah, so, I'm going to say I that really it's not realistic. I really wish that they would have put that slider up into two separate sliders, one for frequency and one for intensity. 
I also feel like that's the same mistake that the city skylines natural disasters expansion made where they just had a single slider for frequency. And sometimes that would be like a single lightning strike that would set buildings on fire. And other times it would be like a tsunami that would flood your entire city and kill half your population. So it'd be kind of nice to at least have control of whether or not you're going to be more likely to see something like a lightning strike or something like a tsunami or tornado. So I hope that that gets added to the game before it gets released, at least. We don't have historical examples of two-year tornadoes. And the closest thing we've seen to a major fleet wipe was, I believe, the Mongol attempt to invade Japan. And that's in all of known well, but history. We're also, I'm just we're saying, like, if you want to make a realism so... argument in a strategy game, it has to be at least semi-valid. And the idea that you're going to lose multiple battleships worth of hammers or cogs or whatever they're called these days to one event that you don't have control over is not realistic. There's zero historical examples of this. And the closest one was Mongol times. And there, that was nowhere near the production we're talking about in the game sense, where they, like, they didn't build up for that for like 150 years. <laughs> I don't know. I seem to remember a Spanish uh, Armada attacking England that got wiped out by a terrific storm that never partially partially, which, again, is why I was hoping for more like a larger picture, like climate thing, because like you do have the examples of things like, you know, the Vikings having to go to England and Greenland because of changing weather conditions in Norway and Denmark and places like that that were making it harder for them to farm. So they had to go find more fertile farming grounds. So we've definitely got precedents like that. But as far as like individual weather events, I mean, you know, you've also got things like the Nazi German invasion of Russia, you know, that was basically stopped by the winter. But that wasn't really like an extreme winter event. That was just or supply. They were stupid enough to repeat the mistakes of Napoleon and invade Russia during the winter. I feel that I have a unique interest in the Empire queue, which I feel as (laughs) someone who really is important, good at user interface is very important. I'm very excited about this. I want to see how it works. This is a good feature I'm much more likely to buy. Right now, I'm not willing to buy it. But if the Empire Q is good, I do plan to look into it. Because the problem I have with Civ 6 right now is that it, the pacing is bad for me, at least because one of the things is that you have to bounce around cities all the time. If I have the ability to have Empire Builder like Civ 4 did, then I will be much more amenable to buying this expansion. Yeah, I'm very encouraged by them just considering that as well. Seeing that they actually have made some efforts to improve the UI in terms of user inputs is uh, encouraging. I'm not going to like hold my breath for a great uh, UI all of a sudden, but it's nice to see that it's getting attention, and mm-hmm. that does encourage me. So with Dan, so I started playing Civ 4 Vanilla when it released, and I didn't quite get it. I was confused by the concept. It was like, what, am I supposed to be building world wonders in the Civ where the wonders were actually placed in history? Like, I don't know. I, I had a problem with uh, understanding the game. So when Civ 5 was announced, I started looking for YouTube videos. And that's how I discovered the Mean Teens videos. And he mentioned Civ Fanatics. So I went there and started finding out about the podcast. And the podcast had a lot of extensive information and had good back to forth discussions that were handled in a professional manner, uh, mostly professional manner. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the podcast was willing to point out the negatives and positives of the game. And the negatives were in the hope that the game would improve. So when I decided to join Turncast myself, I enjoyed being able to guest for the podcast myself at times. And every time I do my best to prepare for each of these with the hope that the podcast's content is as strong as a result. And in fact, my guesting on Polycast has led to a very positive impact on my own personal life in a way that I didn't expect and uh, won't take time to discuss on the podcast at the moment. But 
I don't think Dan approves of every stance that I've made on the polycast, but I recognize the value of him bringing in guests that cordially would take different stances on civilization and strategy games. Were the podcast be some sort of echo chamber, then I don't think that the podcast would be as valuable as it is now. So I expect that despite Dan not driving the conversation anymore, which he always did very well, the polycast will continue to be an enjoyable source of civilization content that continues to focus on civilization strategy and taking it critically as well, whether it's positive or negative and will not fall into the realm of an echo chamber, which I think Dan has done well to prevent. Well, thank you kindly. I think the echo chamber is definitely warranted. And early on in the show, when it was the four regular co-hosts, of course, Mackie, myself, uh, Locutus, and Imran Siddiqui, that a lot of the times it was, we're all kind of agreeing with each other. We're not really saying anything. So it was the very first time we had a guest on was the fifth episode. And uh, the username Drogue from a Poulton Civilization site. And that was back in December of 2006. So since then, you, Dersane, and Steve, and more than 200 other people have been a guest on this show. Uh, in fact, uh, the number's over 230 now over the past 12 years. So I'm glad that it is still resonating. Haha, <laughs> echo chamber resonating. Oh, I'm, I amuse myself. But, um, um. <laughs> oh no, where will we get our puns from when Dan is gone? Yeah, it's not just a marketing arm for for Brex, so good. Translation from Mackie, she's agreeing to pick up the slacks. Thanks, Mackie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do it without even thinking sometimes, so yeah, we're going to have no pun problems, I'm fairly sure. Steve, you two have been uh, a recurring guest on the show and have been uh, not just a part of the Turncast as well, but also a regular Turncast player. So yeah, 12 years of the podcast, wow. Well, that in itself is quite an accomplishment, Dan, and I think uh, you should be commended for all the activities you've done to further civilization and the game and to make it a much better community because of all your actions. I mean, the time that you spend on doing these podcasts and everything else you do, is it just boggles my mind how you found it, and uh, you will be missed. But you're not gone, though, right? You're still going to be around occasionally. It's not like you're going to disappear from this earth. Am I right? I will still be around for uh, guest appearance possibilities, and I expect it as far as Turncast goes, which is one of the Polycast spinoff, our cooperative multiplayer spinoff podcast, I expect to be around from time to time for that as well. Uh, and I'll get towards the end of the episode. I'll read my, my essentially my transition announcement from the end of November at the end of this episode, because it's not something that has been talked about specifically within episodes itself, but indeed the time commitment, just as a bit of a preview of that reason for the goodbye the time commitment for that is a driving force behind that, as well as changes in my own personal life. So I'm definitely going to miss this, and, uh, and I will definitely be tuning in, and I'll be certain to send some uh, hate mail along the way uh, just to liven things up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just all hate mail, too. I just want to acknowledge <laughs> for the civilization community all the work you have done and how much better you've made civilization because of it, and uh, you should be honored. I'm honored to know you. I was honored to attend your wedding this year. And um, I count you as a friend, and I will miss your regular corralling of people on this show. <laughs> I also, I'm, I'm also happy to call you a friend. Oh, thank you both very kindly. Uh, yeah, sometimes corralling people, sometimes it's like corralling cats, but, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thanks to both uh, Drusane and warning you two for uh, coming back on this episode, too. I mean, yes, talk about Gathering Storm a little bit, but mostly saying farewell to me. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. And I hope that when uh, you pillage a canal, your units take damage. You're like, oh, God, water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's water. Ah! All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye.
Though we stand at the height of prosperity, we need only look to the past to remember that nature is a power that cannot be ignored. Hello, Eeg. This works? Yeah, yeah, this works. <laughs> it works. It right, wouldn't so be I, a podcast send-off without the technical difficulty. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't used Skype in three years or something. When, when's the last time I was on? I'll look that up for you here. <laughs> well, um, we all had to think uh, about that. Wait a minute. Yeah, well, first when you said it's working, I thought, is he talking about his microphone or the show? Um, <laughs> we might have to <laughs> yes. get back to you on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good guess. For a uh, you were last on the show in 2016. Really? That's, that, that fits, yeah. And you know they say time flies when you're having fun, but you're saying time hasn't flown as much. So are you saying you're not having fun? Is that what's happening right now? I've been working way too much. I'm not having fun now. No. <laughs> oh, I, I just bet. thought you were answering your own question there, and I was enjoying that. Saying hi to our most frequent guest co-host on the show to date, that would be Scott Alphashard. Hello there. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Has the uh, non-existent t-shirt that I promised to send you for being the show's most frequent guest arrived yet? No. That would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Gathering Storm, Second Civilization 6 expansion pack, which is set to come out on February 14th on Valentine's Day. What kind of message is that sending to the gaming community? I don't know, 2K. Maybe we'll get to that. But I just want to acknowledge ETS Harry in the chat, who says, So sad you are leaving as host, but I want to thank you very much, too. As an honestly very new listener, I thought you were awesome as a host. Thanks, and good luck to the rest of the team. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I think they needed good luck to deal with me. I don't know if they need good luck now that I'm leaving. But <laughs> So I'm going to start with you, Scott. I take it you have seen the announcement for Gathering Storm. We have been told that there are going to be eight new civilizations, and we've got detail already on Hungary. But what about the rest of what we've heard and maybe what we haven't heard? What do you think is still to come for us to know? Well... I want to start with your comment on the release date on February 14th, what message they're sending. I would say make love, not war. But uh, (laughs) um, I do like what I've seen with Hungary so far. And I like they're actually making this, again, an expansion to what's here. And they're adding new concepts and not just adding stuff that should be in since the beginning. And it looks like they've renovated the diplomatic side you know you have diplomatic favors now that you can curry and manipulate to get points and help you win that diplomatic victory i like the concept of it not being completely random so people like the me and team won't be totally upset you'll have at least some warning that you're by a river and you might flood and here's a mountain that has a volcano and it might erupt so at least has a warning that these things will happen and it won't totally destroy you well, I just barely got into the new expansion with faith uh, improvements and stuff like that. I haven't even uh, gotten around that much around to uh, look at the new expansion. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. They announced a new era or something, which I'm looking really forward to because I always found the game was ending too soon or ending the progression throughout the eras wasn't like really covering covering it for me or they were too like aggressive so um with the whole game dragging out longer is definitely something i'd be looking forward to and especially if they improve the end game of it so it doesn't get to some weird stalemate situations and by the way yes to all guests this is a non-scoring round for you so it doesn't actually count towards your guest total but you knew that already well, <laughs> that's so mean 
<laughs> well, I need to get to three or something, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you'll just have to ask Canis next year to come back onto the oh. show. I, I, I've, I've, you know, I've got, I got no say over it anymore. Twelve years of Polycast. You know that I'm leaving the show. I don't know when you heard it or what your reactions were, but uh, comments, questions, concerns. Well, I'll definitely miss you being on the show, Dan, but uh, we're pretty regular contact, so it won't be too bad of missing because, you know, we'll still be relatively in contact or in touch. But, um, you know, it, it's been really a lot of fun. You have your puns, your your polls, your top ten lists. It's been a lot of fun, I have to say, so it'll be different. Uh, yeah, it is definitely going to be different. But as I've said to Canis and Phil Mackey and Jason as well, you're going to make it your own. I'm just uh, happy you guys, you and you especially, uh, were so open for um, to have more people into the PlayStations. When I first joined in for the Turncast episodes, it was uh, entertaining to sit around playing Civ 5 for all the years that I could. It's a little outside my schedule now, and um, it's, it's uh, sad to see you move on, but that's how life is. But you were definitely one of the driving forces for me getting into civilizations a whole lot more because I didn't know anything until I found Matt Jin's channel and uh, started listening to you guys back in the, what, 15, 14, 15. So um, thank you a lot. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, thank you both for coming on uh, episode 327 of Polycast and also talking about uh, Gathering Storm. Thank you. Even the mightiest empires and causing the greatest among us to tremble in her fury. We're gonna say hello to uh, Ayla. Hello there. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm good. It's uh, morning here. Just <laughs> <laughs> like I was earlier. Why am I up? <laughs> Welcome back onto the show. Thanks for having me. Sorry to see you leaving. Well, thank you. It was not an easy decision, but uh, I know it's the right decision for myself and the right decision for the show. When it's, as I said, you know, when you can't uh, invest the time that you want to invest to have something that's of decent quality, then you know it's time to move on. But at the same time, I didn't want to just leave it to anybody, leave it to their own devices. And so structures in place that I think the show will be uh, able to continue and continue to rise. I mean, some people might say, well, you guys are already at rock bottom and there's nowhere for you to go but up. And I suppose if you view it that way, then that's exactly what's going to happen. (laughs) Now, uh, I know you've only been on the show a couple of times before. Your first appearance was back actually just last year on episode 279. But you were also on the uh, Girls Playing Civ 3 Christmas special from last year. So I expect you have been following or at least heard of this thing called Civilization VI Gathering Storm, the second expansion pack for the game. And I know there's lots of things to talk about, but uh, for your time slot, the new units, which I guess there are going to be 18 new units in the expansion, nine of which are Civilization Unique units... So what have you heard or what haven't you heard? What would you like to hear? What would you like to see in the new units? Because there's only a little bit of information thus far. Yeah, I've been watching some of the streams while I, I'm working at <laughs> work. It's on the second screen. So I, I did see that there was some new ones. Like um, the Barbarian has the Skirmishers, if I'm correct. They're like a mid-level scout unit. So they get a bit of an upgrade, which is kind of cool. But besides that, there hasn't been too, too much. I've heard about, I do like 
the fact that they're catering to more player play styles in this new one because as you guys mainly know like i play a religious turtle game essentially so some of the other stuff is very intriguing more units to kill things that's always attractive mm-hmm. I, I do not i am excited turtle. about all the new units because the shallow unit depth is one of my biggest complaints with the with Civ Six and the the new scout and it looks like there's a new light cavalry unit. Those are filling in huge gaps in the tech upgrade paths. And probably a new heavy cavalry unit too. That's not confirmed, yeah, but based also, on screenshots. I'd also hope to see some new like medieval naval units because going from galley to caravel is uh, also really long gap. I think knight to tank is uh, probably the biggest <laughs> jump. <laughs> <laughs> so if they do add a curator or some other heavy cavalry unit between knight and tank, that would be cool. Hello, B. Kaiko. Hello, thanks for having me. And congratulations on your recent nuptials. We are all very happy for you, Dan. Oh, thank <laughs> yeah. you kindly. I Well, I mean, you certainly are. I mean, Ayla didn't say anything about it, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, and I, and I, hear, I, I hear that uh, Braxis got you an expansion as uh, yeah, going away. Yeah, wedding gift. present. Yeah. Well, now it's a going away present, so yes. they're going to yeah. keep Dan busy. Maybe they were hoping they could trick him into staying. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of hope that works, but uh, I suspect with marriage and teaching and all that jazz that Dan is uh, pretty busy and be playing Civ. Gotta get your partner playing, and then you just have mixed drinks and play Civ at night. That's what we do. <laughs> I believe Dan has tried, but... <laughs> She's training and, and in secret so that she can beat day. Deity and wreck him. Well, I will say that in the chat a little earlier, Ellie, uh, you did say that your boyfriend and I both play the game, so it's just going to be a night playing the game, and the buzzing says, how else would you end a romantic day? A game of Civ late into the night is what everyone does, right? <laughs> I guess that depends of game of Civ, how you define game and Civ, uh, you know. Uh, Let's not bring you any Spearman out, Dan, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta play a game of Spearman versus Tank. No. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I don't know if someone would appreciate the role of being tank <laughs> in more ways well, than one uh, now Brandon you were last on the show in April of 2016 episode 253 but you were first on the show episode 145 back in April of 2012 wow yep. you did a uh, little Post of me sending you a voicemail where I was very complainery. Well, I mean, you know, when you have something to, to say uh, and you got some little angst behind it, we got to have controversy on the show. I, I'm sure we did yep. your complaint justice, whatever you define as justice. And you properly uh, sent the hate mail to Dan, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy to support Phil's opinions. <laughs> and this is why you haven't been on the show very much. Wait, no, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Be aggressive. Be, be Dan doesn't aggressive. like being wrong, apparently. It's okay. Oh, who does like being wrong, really? Unless you're just purposely being wrong for the lulls, in which case... Well, it's a good you know, thing we never it. are. Have at it. Oh, no, sure, we've never been wrong on this show. And Dan, should everyone, all disgruntled uh, listeners, continue to send hate mail to you even after you're uh, gone? Yes. They could, but should they? Well, <laughs> Ed Beach says yes. There we go. <laughs> Definitive yes. <laughs> yeah. If people still want the complaints 
to be not listened to, they could still send them to me because nothing would probably change on the show. <laughs> so in that respect, I guess I guess so. <laughs> you know, if it gives them purpose for sending hate mail. I haven't listened to a single complaint. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, we've been talking about specifically the new units that are coming up in the second expansion pack. Any thoughts on what we're seeing, what we're not seeing, what you would like to see? I would like to see a little change in how upgrades work. I miss a lot of the units don't tend to keep their unique upgrades, which makes early game units pretty troubling. You have to use them very quickly before they're outclassed. And in this game, units can be outclassed pretty quickly. And I miss having my samurai infantry that promoted all the way up from the Middle Ages yeah. and somehow were still great on the on planes carrying their uh, warrior tradition. So I'm really hoping for some really unique units. And what I'm really hoping for is Phil's approval that the UI is no longer garbage. It would be nice, yes. Wow, looking for Phil's approval. You are going to be needy for a very, very long time. <laughs> All I have to do is be trying to build the Great Wall of Dan. And I, I That's true. Oh, That's a, like, there's so oh, many ways to get really, really, I don't really. think uh, it's that hard, Dan. I mean, he could pull a rough high. He could do Dan. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He can, he can use culture bombs against you. Mm. There's, there's so many options. And of course, go the full Gandhi. I mean, yeah, nothing like a warm nuke. <laughs> yeah, and now he can even have some extra environmental effects on top of that for, for some lingering fun. <laughs> yeah, I need to create a canal through this Arctic ice. How do I start a <laughs> nuclear winter? <laughs> Step one, use nukes to create the canal. It would be nice if they actually make it a nuclear winter this time, rather than having nukes cause global warming, but okay. your patch. Well, we don't know. That might be part of this, because uh, rising sea levels is going to be a thing. So maybe they will have nuclear winter, and they just haven't talked about it yet. It's that not impossible. True. Soon your home in Ontario, Dan, will be a beachside resort. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go with the generally neutral comment of that will affect property values. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not Positively. wrong. Positively. <laughs> Also, as as you mentioned, patch their AI. I just thought, well, we do have to have some content for Day Zero patch, right? Of course, you got to push out that like forty gig download right off the bat, right? <laughs> I mean, that reminds you that your internet connection is actually working, and you're connected to your Steam account. How else are you going to know? <laughs> unless you're get, getting a Day Zero patch, how do you know if the game is successfully installed? Unless you get the Day Zero patch, that should just be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's spend the. Uh, depending on your internet hour or so to upload it, all, like download it all to begin with, and then it goes, oh, sorry, wait, you're not done yet. All right, so uh, let's pretend that you're currently downloading that uh, 40 gigabyte day zero patch, and uh, you have to say something nice about me in the interim, so uh, please proceed. <laughs> oh, you got to think. Oh, man. I, oh, man. I know, you probably need a lot of thought time, right? But just, yeah, comments on, I mean, besides specifically me, yes, um, since I'm leaving the show, but also 12 years of the show. I mean, what were your first first reaction when you found out I was leaving the show? We can start there. Well, it was kind of like end of an era type thing. You know, you've been doing the show for so long, it's like the staple within it all. And I'm sure it'll be in great hands. And, uh, you know, you'll have to come back multiple times to make sure that they're keeping the quality there, though, right? 
Well, absolutely. However we define quality, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> We're a certain value of quality, air quotes. What about you, Brandon? You know, when you found out I was leaving the show, what was that moment like? Uh, it was actually one of shock. I came into Civ and came on to Civ Fanatics and found a welcome place there, and I was kind of getting into podcasting at the same time. So you guys were kind of this convergence of, I'm getting into Civ, I'm getting into podcasting, and y'all have been at my podcast stream for, what is it, more than five, going on probably closer to ten years, and so... I'll miss you a lot. It was it was a big shock to see that announcement come into my podcast feed. Dan, you are very much a teacher and a fan, in addition to being an excellent singer that we should all encourage. And, <laughs> and, uh, and the show that you built with your co-hosts really plays well on both of those. I've learned a lot from your guys' discussions and debates, and I've had a lot of fun nerding out with y'all and listening to your discussions. I wish you all the best, man, going forward in your life. I couldn't be happier for you now that you're married and having the best life you can. But it will be uh, it will be different and sad to not have you on corralling those cats on the podcast. <laughs> and, I, uh, uh, and I know I know Mackie and Bear and the me and team are gonna do well. Mackie is the last survivor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as we always yeah. do, she will be. We'll just keep feeding her coffee and so that she keeps going on. But we'll miss you, Dan, and definitely wish you all. All right. Well, uh, two things. First of all, thank you for the kind words. Uh, You're welcome for the kind words. And second of all, I just <laughs> want to rewind on one thing there about Mackie being the sole survivor, as you knew she would be. Wait a minute. What what was that about? Why? <laughs> hang on here. Hang on. Well, she, I want to analyze this a little bit. She's the only girl on the internet, Dan. Of course she has to be the last one. <laughs> oh. <survivor. laughs> that old joke again. Right. Ay, ay, ay. Mackie's already typing a message to Candace. Please blacklist. Never inviting again. We can't blacklist like two thirds of our guests. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not how the message would be. Mackie's from Texas. Damn it, Canis, blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what is this assumption that just because I'm from Texas? Damn it, Canis, get my gun. Wait, what? <laughs> that would just mean <laughs> Mackie's just going to tell me, bless my heart. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah, the slug. Thank you again to both of you, Brennan. Thank you for uh, coming back onto the show. Thank you for building this shows, guys. It's it's always been a pleasure to be a fan of yours. And again, can't wish you the best enough there, Dan. Well, you could certainly try. I don't know why you're giving up already. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I need more coffee. Mackie protectively starts hiding hers. Uh, <laughs> you find nothing. All the, all the coffee resources. All the coffee resources. And thank you too, Ayla. Yeah, yeah. No it was uh, a good to be invited again and you'll be sorely missed and I wish you all the best yet from adversity the human spirit endures finding ways to coexist with the earth or bend it to our cause
pursuing a course beyond distant horizons and revealing paths. innovation an unintended catastrophe hello all right hello Thalassicus. welcome back on the show good to hear from you again you were last on the show, just the one-time appearance back in 2011, episode 136, but you were also on this other podcast called Modcast. I don't know. Has anyone else heard of it? Is it just you and I that have heard of it? I don't know. Only rumors. Yeah, that was once way back in the day. Hello, Supremacy King 2. Hey, glad to be on the show again. And uh, congratulations on being invited back onto the show so soon after your first appearance. That's uh, really... <laughs> Thank you. Mackie is scoffing for some reason. I have no idea why. Uh, <laughs> You're just lucky timing. Hello again to Ceiling Cat. Just progressively getting closer. Of course, we're talking about, in addition to my leaving the show, because 2K couldn't possibly let us have an episode to ourselves just for that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> they had to go and announce the second Civilization VI expansion pack, Gathering Storm. And for this part, uh, we're specifically looking at what we know about the new city structures. Uh, we've got five new districts, seven new world wonders, and 15 new improvements. And if we added all those numbers together... Well, I'm not certain I know how to add that high. Uh, that's, that's a lot. So I'm going to start with you, with Thalassicus, who, of course, uh, modder for civilization as well, perhaps even from that perspective, all these new things that are coming to the game. What, what is your take on these new city structures? Well, adding new features is one thing, but it can have a tendency to clutter up the game. So I tend to focus more on how are they improving the game that exists there. And I like how they're looking at new things like environmental effects, power consumable resources, adding new game features instead of just focusing on, you know, new buildings, new wonders, and so on and so forth. Because those things are fun, but it's also nice to reinvigorate the game that we're already playing in other ways. Well, I think it opens up a lot of new possibilities. I just hope that uh, Firaxis blesses us with the ability to sort of access some of these things on a, on a code slash art side. But at the very least, I know it opens up some doors for things that we kind of wish we'd been able to do and haven't been able to do with what the code is been like so far. So I am tentatively excited. And of course, you, uh, a civilization modder as well, who has uh, been on a couple of episodes of Modcast, and uh, you were last on Polycast not that long ago, actually, episode 322 back in October. And so I put, I wanted to put you and Thalassicus on at the same time so you didn't feel like you were surrounded by a bunch <laughs> of non-modders, because we know you're pack animals. And... <laughs> Group oh, absolutely. <laughs> and um, Supremacy King 2, your take on, again, all of these new city structures that we're going to get in Gathering Storm. Well, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm thinking a lot of the new city structures will probably be part of the future era. And so that's something that, that I'm really excited about, J just exploring that future era and just what types of buildings we'll get be more futuristic will be, I think, really cool. And as you're saying that, I'm drawn back to one of the sentences, one of the few descriptors we've gotten of this new uh, future era, which is, quote, combat new environmental effects with speculative ideas such as relocating your population out to seasteads and developing technologies to recapture carbon emissions. 
So, I mean, recapture carbon emissions, that would be maybe something that we could actually apply in real life. I mean, if it works in Civilization mm-hmm. 6, it would probably work <laughs> I was going to say, if that were, yeah, can we have that in real life and start <laughs> that, using it now? That would be great. If that only it were that easy. And relocating your population out to sea seds. Oh, all right. Water cities confirmed from beyond uh, Earth. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Woo! <laughs> I always like when they venture a little bit into the speculative fiction side of things. So you can see how history progresses, but then it also sort of asks the what if question of yourself of how might the civilization continue on into the future? Yeah, I think they announced in the live stream how they're handling the sort of tech progression in that era seems really novel. Yeah, oh, really? it's going to be randomized. Hmm. Yeah, so you, you won't oh, know exactly how the text will be ordered in that last era until you start to get close to it, I think is what they said. That is really cool. Yeah, I was about to say that it'd be really cool if the uh, future technologies were kind of divergent so that, you know, like every game you could kind of go in a different direction. And yeah, if they're random, it definitely sounds like that's the way it's working. So is it just a random order of what order they appear in? I think that's what it, like, they'll have different prereqs, so they might attach in different ways. I think it's probably, you know, they have 10 texts, and all texts will appear. We just don't know when. So basically, I'm starting into a game of Alpha Centauri where you had the randomized text. Yeah. (laughs) Or it could be, like, in a lot of space forexes where there's just kind of technology levels. They're just kind of random, like, which one you get at each level. Mm, Yeah. In the city builders surviving Mars, you, you'll you pretty much always get the same technologies, but you're not sure what order they'll come in. Yeah. Jonah Falcon, who's uh, another guest and is going to be coming up on here shortly, has asked, what, isn't future tech one not enough for you? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's a movement for the 21st century. We must progress. We must look higher. I'm really looking forward to future tech two. Honestly, I think it's time we, we can move on from future tech one. Uh, we, we, we discovered that a very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued to see how they're going to fill some of the slots in the future era, especially with stuff like Great People, how they happen by era. So I don't know if they're just, just going to add a bunch more to information, have that carry over. They're going to come up with, you know, like Elon Musk's robot child or something in the future <laughs> era. That would be interesting. Great person, Zeppelin Cochran. Oh, well, I don't know if we can give him credit yet. He actually hasn't done what he's supposed to do yet. I think that's the future. <laughs> Plus, we'd have to go through an apocalypse first. Ah, that too. Do we really want to reward that behavior? I don't know if we really want to reward that behavior. Little details. <laughs> Thalassicus said you were initially part of, again, you were on Modcast and you were on Polycast. When you found out that I was leaving the show on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy were you? wow well not happy i mean you've been doing this for as long as i can remember and i feel like you're a really big part of the community and it's a shame that you're leaving but you know life changes absolutely it uh it absolutely does what about you supremacy king too well i mean obviously yeah it was a shock um i wasn't expecting it but i did of course want to wish you the very very best in your next era of your life let's hope it's a golden age um (laughs) And I just wanted to say thank you for all the great stuff you've done for Polycast and Sif Fanatics over the years. Absolutely. Oh, thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. And uh, yes, it's, it's a new era. It's a future era. Oh. 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 Tech two. <laughs> Tying it back. Uh. <laughs> well, clearly Dan's next era will be a heroic era since the era of Polycast was a dark age for him. Well, it's interesting that Jonah and the chat made an equivalent comment. He said, Golden Age, not Heroic Age? Question mark. Okay. Okay, you two. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I mean, is it that Polycast was in a dark age for me, or was I the dark age for Polycast? I mean, really, that's a question for the ages, and I don't want anybody to answer that when I'm within earshot. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't find out until the next era, anyway. Dan, don't worry about it. That's true. Ceiling Cat, I said that you were a guest on Modcast first, and then you were invited on to Polycast. So don't know how long you've you know you've known about the show, but you heard about this transition, and what's your take? Well, I would say that my happiness about it was a negative five on that scale, because never before have I had the chance to really dive into depth with somebody on cat politics. So that was really, I think, a unique sort of thing that I'm going to miss about this. But yeah, just to sort of echo what the other two said is that wish you all the best in whatever your next endeavor is and looking forward to seeing you around the community still in some fashion. Indeed. Just so you know, the next lead co-host also has a cat. Oh, well. Never mind. It bumps, it bumps my thing up like at least five points then. Continuity. Well, the, let me say, the new lead co-host uh, has a cat. I actually have a dog. Uh, my wife and I, we adopted a dog about a month ago, a puppy. She's uh, three months old. Hi, Miley. Not that you listen to this <laughs> podcast any more than my wife does, but I'm going to say hi anyway. <laughs> and then my brain's like, when's actually the last time you said hi to your wife on this show? Uh, hi, honey. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you said hi to the dog first. Well, 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 well. Uh, <laughs> you seem to be in that kind of trouble, Dan. Wow. You know, you probably could have just done some creative editing. Our survival necessitates new solutions to old problems. To ensure a future both for ourselves and generations to come. United in purpose, we must now look beyond borders and welcome the dawn of the next era in human civilization. Civilization Six: Gathering Storm, coming February 14th, 2019. The next guest has never been on a Polycast episode, but was on the Focus Alpha Centauri special that was published on May 20th, 2008. That's right, it has been 10 years. And as a result of this, hello, Darson, you have the distinction of the guest being on today with the longest time in between appearances on the show. So first off, welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. And speaking of that there, why you're not aware, but also it's almost exactly to the day 17 years ago that I originally signed on my account for a Politon. So sort of an anniversary there as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. So for people listening to the show, wondering, you know, what are we talking about a Polton Civilization site for? Polycast was initially the official podcast of a Polton Civilization site when it started back in 2006. And then when I left Polton in 2009, Polycast became a separate entity from a Polton, but we kept the name a Polton. Poly was its common name for the site. So uh, Polycast was the name. And although we were talking about Civilization Four at the time, it was one of the first, but not the first focus special that we had on previous Civ titles or Civ-like titles. And I said this was back in, again, 2008. You were on that panel with uh, Maniac, who went on to be on Modcast for a time, Hydro, as well as Dark Cloud. And uh, Dark Cloud has helped me actually with the One More Turn Dramedy podcast recently. So are you still playing Civ, Darson? 
as far as the science fiction versions of it. So I still play Beyond Earth. I'm pushing about 2,700 hours on that right now. And, of course, I still fire up Smack all the time. Do you have the uh, Rising Tide expansion for Beyond Earth? Absolutely, yes. And I've got three posters, and I've got a backpack for Beyond Earth. The one thing, I was looking at the um, the Gathering Storm there, the the uh, promo they were doing the other day, and one of the things that caught my eye as far as that was concerned was blurb there as far as the Great Mistake, which is, of course, a reference to Beyond Earth. So I'm wondering if there's going to be a Beyond Earth tie-in there or another expansion focused on the science fiction aspect. If you weren't listening earlier, they apparently will be having some kind of future era with uh, randomized speculative technologies. So maybe that will bring you into the Civ Six flock. That'll be interesting. I'll have to keep my eye on that. And uh, when you heard about my leaving Polycast, and the, the podcast has been on for 12 years, again, you were on in its first couple of years, not certain how closely you know, you're following it. Uh, maybe your first reaction was, oh, gosh, that thing's still on the Internet. Or, oh, at least Dan's finally leaving. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, what, what, what was your take? What was your reaction to hear from me? Very honestly, I thought it was where um, essentially they were going to have to pry the mouse from your cold, dead hand as far as I was concerned. <laughs> my, my thought would be that um, somebody would come on the next polycast there and say, Dan Q has just had a massive coronary at the announcement of Civ 15. Wow. <laughs> so I always expected you to be there, sort of a, a guiding light as far as that's concerned. So I guess where are you going as far as uh, your future is concerned well, uh, as per the transition announcement, I am married in the summer, and there's more family commitments now, which includes uh, having adopted a puppy, and just not having the time that I want in order to be able to continue to produce the quality of the show that uh, I have been leading for the past 12 years, and didn't just want to continue it or, or scale down the operation in any way, at least not have that be my decision. So I wanted to hand that off to somebody else so that the show would continue, just like when I left a poll and handing it off to somebody else in the hope that a Polton itself would continue. So that's really kind of where I'm at right now, but also wanted to have you know a bit of a transitory period as well so that I didn't just leave. I said the fellow regular co-hosts have known about this uh, since the summer, but it's something that I'd been thinking about for a couple of months before that and trying to make a decision in that respect. And uh, again, you figured I would be the last person standing because uh, we had an earlier guest on that uh, figured that uh, Mackie, that they, they always knew that Mackie would be the last original co-host. So did you think I, I would still be there? He said at Civ 15, was, would, was Mackie still there? Was Mackie still on the show in this vision? Honestly, no. I was just Dan Q because I've known you forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I drove everybody else away and no one else would do the same. So it was me, myself, and I. I see. Well. Dan became a Civ zealot of some sort. We're all like, whoa, we got to back up from this. Well, isn't he still a Civ zealot? <laughs> I certainly like to think so. I don't know about anybody else, but... Well, before I forget there, um, congratulations on getting married and, of course, the puppy and whatever else leads to as far as the future is concerned for you. Good luck. All right. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for uh, coming back onto the show. And just before you go, have you listened to uh, even that Polycast special that you were on? That was a long time ago. Yeah, I listened to it there, but it was so long ago now. I mean, that was 2008, I think you said it was there, so... Yeah, 2008, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The memory starts to slide after a while there, and I'm getting to that age. Well, it's still available to listen to if you want to you know, download it a few hundred times to increase our stats. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to listen to it. You just have to download it. <laughs> I'll download it to my desktop and my laptop and my phone and my friend's phone. Hey, give that back. <laughs> mm. 
So uh, thank you very much for uh, coming back on the show, and uh, certainly let the regular panel know if Gathering Storm is what uh, brings you into uh, Mainline Stiv and you start playing it, uh, drop them a line, and maybe schedules will match up, and uh, you can actually be on an episode of the show. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck. You're welcome. I mean, th- you are technically on an episode right now, but you might have heard before this is a non-scoring round, so it technically doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Sort of like whose line is it anyways, right? You didn't do the whole episode. How can I how can I give any guest credit for appearing on an episode when you're only on for a fraction of the episode? I mean, really, it would be irresponsible of me. And we can't have irresponsible things on the internet because everything is just, you know, above board online. I am Sarah Darney, marketing manager at Firaxis Games. Ed Beach, franchise lead designer for Civilization VI. Anytime we can get to the second expansion on a Civilization title, our fan community knows that that's when the game is chock full of brand new features and full to the brim with everything you expect throughout the entire game. And uh, that's the point we're at right now. And Dennis Shirk, the lead producer. This is literally overflowing with new stuff. There's going to be a lot of information upcoming, and it's, uh, it's super exciting. I'm very excited. I know that the fans are looking forward to this. Got a lot of people very hyped. Hello, Stormtrooper412. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> well, um, or rather, good afternoon, huh? because uh, it's uh, 7.30 in the evening over here. You were last on the show a couple of years ago. Well, I take it you've heard about the Civilization Six expansion pack, Gathering Storm. Yeah, about uh, an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's still uh, technically true. So right now we're looking at uh, new terrain features. So we've got new natural resources, seven new natural wonders. What is your take on what we know about these things, what we don't know about these things? Well, first of all, it's been a a bit of a mystery for me. Why didn't they do this sooner? I mean, strategic resources is generally consumable, right? I mean, uh, you mine stuff like iron and uh, aluminum and whatever they have still, I don't remember, only to be uh, used in something. So it made sense that uh, the more you have stockpiles and then you use it when you need it and probably you can sell the excess ones it's a good change i think as for the what was the other thing you said uh new uh natural wonders uh, it's uh, similar to the previous point uh, they really really should have thought about that sooner and uh, I don't know what that's going to look like implemented in-game, but uh, judging from these screenshots and everything, it looks like it's going to add a touch of realism. You know, it would make things, or at least try to make things uh, less gamey and more like, uh, you said it like uh, 50 times across the stream, like City Skylines or uh, Sim Cities earlier, and uh, it, will, it will give you... Uh, or at least it should give you um, an extra thing to worry about when planning out uh, your next move. So it's a, I think it's a, one of the better ideas they had. Obviously, don't get me started on things that they really should have done rather than just applying plastic and duct tape. Oh, well, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Canadian, so you know, I'm all for the duct tape. <laughs> also, say, <laughs> also saying hello to Mike W. Hello, Mike. Hi, Dan. I know that tone of voice is because you're still kind of reeling from the news that this guest appearance doesn't count towards your total. So I'm most appreciative and partially surprised that you actually picked up. So thank you for that. Welcome back (laughs) onto the show. (laughs) Yeah, my last appearance was like three sentences in total, I think, four. Are you referring to episode 307 back in May of this year? Yeah. 
You were first on the show back in February of 2016 for episode 248, and you've also been a recurring player on this little thing called Turncast that we uh, have with the cooperative gameplay. So I know you have heard of Gathering Storm, the Civ VI uh, second expansion pack announcement. And I was just talking to Stormtrooper about the new terrain features, the new resources, and the uh, new natural wonders. I don't know a lot about the new resources at all, other than strategic resources now give a per-turn yield towards a stockpile consumed by building new units and by per-turn upkeep of later units and some structures like uh, coal and oil power plants. So it's, it's like and unlike the strategic resource count that we saw in Civilization V, but also about new natural wonders. So what is uh, your perspective on what we know about those things and maybe what you would like to know about? Uh, first of all, the whole thing about the new strategic resources was like completely new until 10 seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can have an honest first reaction then. I'm not saying everyone yeah. else is dishonest, by the way. I'm not saying that, but I'm also not not saying that. So Mike, please go ahead. Now the strategic resources is something new to the game. I don't know how it will play out. That's something to, well, play in a couple of months. It looks for me like a mixture of RTS and, well, turn-based games in a sort of way. Well, we will see. Well, there's a thing in Step 5 already, right? Yeah. You know, where you had like X number of iron on this particular resource and you can only have, so if there was five on there and you mined that and that was within, of course, still your territory, then you had five swordsmen. And if you ended up losing that access to that resource, the swordsmen wouldn't disappear from the map. Oh, thank goodness. But you would have that uh, 50% combat penalty. So it's, it's similar, but different at the same time. And I think one of the criticisms we've had about Civilization VI is the amount of empty space on the map. So if you have these counts and you have to use it in order to construct units and there's upkeep in addition to building them and then upkeep and then buildings too, I guess that one source of oil for all of uh, Tank Man, that's just it's just not going to fly anymore in Civilization VI with Gathering Storm. When you found out that I was going to be leaving Polycast after... 12 years. Uh, what was your first reaction? What's even your reaction to that now, thinking about that now? I think it's good for you, because life is moving on. You're absolutely right. It's good for me and bad for the show. That's a, a wonderful summary. Thank you. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> no, you made an announcement, like, be here on Saturday evening uh, for an announcement I'm going to make, and I already had the feeling, okay, it's either he's leaving the show, or he has quick links running around now. Or soon. <laughs> soon to be, yeah. <laughs> I had already the feeling it's one of those two things. And, well, one of them came true. Yeah, so what Mike's referring to is in the Turncast group. I let them know a few weeks before the official announcement, and that's because in the Turncast group, it's a, it's a weekly gathering of players for cooperative Civ play. And I wanted them to know before it was publicly announced because I felt that they should know before the public because it impacted them more directly than it would just be the public. And of course, I would want to let my fellow regular co-hosts know I wouldn't announce that publicly without telling them. So they, <laughs> they knew that a little bit before that, too. That would have been... Uh, Woo. <laughs> that would have been interesting, yes. <laughs> You're like, thanks. I I think I might have learned some new explicatives or combinations of explicatives, and uh, maybe I'm actually lesser for that. I mean, you guys could still send them to me if you want. You know, Dan, if you had announced this without telling us, this is what we would have said. <gasps> oh, that's creative. I didn't know you could put that there like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had to hold that for quite a while Aww. before it was publicly announced. <laughs> so terrible. Why would you do that to us, Dan? I, I, are you sitting down? Uh, I can be. 
think you're going to want to be seated for this answer because I don't want you to injure yourself, okay? I, so, okay, let me know once you're seated, and then I'll answer your question. All right, go ahead, fire. Okay, it's not about you. So, uh, Stormtrooper, oh, no. when you... When you Damn, I've entered the Wait, desolation that's... of salt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stormtrooper, when you found out that... Uh, I was essentially the same question to Mike. When you found out that I was leaving the show and looking back on 12 years of polycast and still knowing that the show is going to go forward, but uh, that I wasn't going to be a part of it, what was your take? What is your take? It definitely has that end of an era kind of feeling, you know, like uh, when Albert left the Cardinals to join Angels, for example, or uh, if suddenly Alex would leave Jeopardy or something like that. You know, it was uh, when you said, well, at least uh, to me, when you said the polycast, I knew it was Dan and uh, some other people at first, (laughs) right? But thing is, it's really not that much of a shock to be honest because we all move on eventually from doing what we do and change our activities and accommodating our lives to suit those activities oh and uh, also congratulations on getting married if i didn't say that before oh thank you kindly and uh, well yeah i mean time will tell uh, what direction will uh, will it all take going forward and uh what will be the format of the dreams and uh, all that. But uh, I think you did a good job. You, well, in my case, made me uh, take a really uh, greater interest in Civ series, even though I have been playing every Civ game since its release. And uh, at the time, it was a really, really positive thing for me to get involved in some sort of a community where people would discuss a strategic aspect of that particular game in the way that I would appreciate it, you know, rather than just speaking casually about it in a few minutes or something like that. So it was uh, definitely positive. I really should say it was an honorable moment for me when I was first invited to be a a guest on the show. I think it was uh, three or four years ago now. And uh, I do believe you made uh, quite a blooper reel out of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Because up until this year, it was standard procedure for a first-time guest to be asked to do the introduction. That's probably where a lot of the blooper room material came from. So I I could totally understand that. And uh, as I'm hearing between the lines here, you said that you were already really addicted to Civ, and then I just made you even more addicted, and you're thanking me for it. So, hey, that's that, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Before my getting involved uh, seriously in the Civ as a concept, uh, I never considered... Uh, ever being able to beat deity or even any um, higher difficulty levels because I thought, uh, well, that stuff is reserved for, you know, some higher tier humans, you know, and uh, (laughs) it turned out that it was actually all one need to adapt to the style of play, just uh, having a, well, um, having room to discuss uh, the ideas, the uh, implementations uh, with, uh, well, should we say the the, the like-minded people. And do it in a friendly atmosphere, you know, without uh, repercussions and with uh, coffee or tea or whatever each of you has. It's done good for the uh, popularization of the game, the series, maybe even the genre. I think it was overall a very, very good thing that is still going on, obviously. We're not, uh, <laughs> we're not burying the series here, obviously. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, I, I would very much love for this, there to be like a day of mourning in the Civ community for the fact that I'm not going to be on the show anymore. But really, I think that's a bit much. That's okay. We can, The series can continue without me being on this show. And I don't know how the series continued to exist before the show existed, quite honestly, which is odd because if the series didn't exist, then the show wouldn't exist, and therefore they cancel each other out. But anyway, I want to thank you both for your kind words and for coming back onto the show and celebrating uh, 12 years of Polycast really is uh, also what we're getting at here and uh, talking about the upcoming Civ 6 expansion pack uh, Gathering Storm. Okay, uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. Best of luck to you and your wife, Dan. This is Sid Meier at Firaxis Games. Yeah, you might be familiar with a game called Civilization, I really never could have imagined how the Civilization story would evolve. It's been amazing to watch the growth of the game, the growth of the community. Without you, Civ would not have survived all these years. Hello, Buzzing. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Oh, that's good. It's good to be back. Nice to hear you all again. When you were first on the show, let's see. Oh, it was just earlier this year, episode 308, back in May. Yeah, I've never been on a show with you, and uh, I guess since this one doesn't count, I never will be. That's true, that's true, because 308, I was away, that's right, you that's were. right. The person who was replacing me on that episode was Canis Albinus, who is now going to be replacing me on a permanent basis, almost like foreshadowing. Yeah. That's not to say that you're going to be on the panel of every new show in the new year, though. I just want to make that clear. I'm definitely <laughs> not saying that. I don't want to set that precedent uh, whatsoever. You know, I'm going to go in reverse order just to change this up here because because then we're going to talk about the Gathering Storm part. But when you first heard that I was leaving the show, what was your reaction, comments, questions, concerns, even now? I guess it's funny, right? In that we've never met, like I still feel like we've been friends a long time, um, been listening a long time, and you've always been there. So it was kind of bittersweet to hear that you're going. Bitter that your friend we won't see so much of, but sweet because... It means that knowing how much you love Polycast, you only give it up for someone or something really special. That's very well said. Yes, thank you. And uh, as has been mentioned several times already on this episode, I got married over the summer, uh, was engaged for a year, and moved into our house a year and a month ago. Wow, time really does seem to fly. And uh, so I've got a new puppy in the house as of about a month ago. So lots of changes in my personal life and evaluating what else that I've been doing and involvement this unfortunately needed to change, but uh, the show is going to continue. It's in the capable hands of three regular co-hosts, two of whom have been here for more than a year, and uh, someone else who has also been here for a year. But Jason, I mean, you were a, f- a frequent guest on the show before then, and we talked about Lost of Your Civilization Five strategy articles as well. And Canis Albinus coming in as the new show owner. He's been a guest as well, and a regular turn cast participant and uh, I was fortunate enough to meet Canis in July because uh, he was at my wedding. Uh, Steve mentioned that he was uh, also at my wedding. Uh, unfortunately, Phil and Mackie uh, couldn't make it. But uh, Gathering Storm, Gathering Storm, when we're looking at these new things, one of the things that we're looking at is the all these miscellaneous changes, in particular changes to governors and changes to technologies. I'm not sure how much you've paid attention to with respect to one or the other, but I'm going to put you on the spot and see just how much you actually do know. What is your take on what we're going to be seeing? I had a glance down the list. I think the problem with a lot of that stuff is it won't be set in stone yet. They'll still be tweaking it, which means it's what things look like right now, but we're still a long way away from release. Generally speaking, I think... I'm a relatively peaceful player. I like to grow an empire, maintain good relations with neighbors. So 
overall, I think the expansion will be great for me and what I want. What's made each game of Civilization different and kept me coming back is ultimately the map and the neighbors. The map's been one of the strongest experiences with Civ 6. It means I make a lot of difficult decisions about city placement and development, and I'm looking forward to seeing them double down on that. The neighbors, I think, generally has been one of the weaker points, but giving the different civilizations different themes has been a pretty good step, I think. I'm hopeful that the the grievances and diplomatic favour will be an improvement over the previous attempts we've had at codifying relationships, but I think that remains to be seen. But individual balance tweaks, I suspect, are all going to change again before we see a release. Hello, Jonah. Welcome to uh, Polycast episode 327. Hey. So first off, yeah, Gathering Storm. Yeah, I know everybody's talking about the World Council and global warming and all that, but I'm just glad that you're able to finally label mountains and streams. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, hey, that's helpful multiplayer. Don't cross that stream. That's my mouse. Yeah, Sir Ozul will get you. Dan, I've known you since 2001, maybe even earlier than that. I remember because everything was Civ 3, and then since I had inside information, I was sending you screenshots for Civ 4 like, an, like a year early. I was before 2001. I would have even yeah. said like 99. You're doing Heroes of Might Magic, right? You were still writing for Game Pen at the time. Yes. Uh, and uh, I was the uh, co-owner and administrator of a Poulton Civilization site. And as you said, you were sending me notices about information that you had about Civilization Four. And then after that, uh, of course, you have been on Polycast before. Yes, and you've been on my podcast too. So <laughs> it's been in effect for two years on my podcast. Yeah, I was on uh, your podcast, the TD Gaming Podcast, as a guest. And I was also regular co-host for the better part of a year, which is probably a little known fact for people listening to Polycast that, yes, I was a regular co-host on a general gaming podcast. Uh, and unfortunately, that was just scheduling just meant that uh, I wasn't able to continue in that capacity. Then I kidnapped Scott for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The most frequent guest co-host must be a good person to also have on the show. So your first appearance on Polycast was back in Season 7 on Episode 186 in 2013. And you have been on the show a half dozen times. Yes, my most memorable moments, though, was in the Turncast when I decided that the Mongols really pissed me off. And I just decided, yeah, I'm going to crush them now. I don't care what you guys are doing. This is my own little personal project. (laughs) You don't steal my settlers, damn it. Exactly. Yeah, when you found out that I was leaving Polycast, what was your take? What was your reaction? What's your reaction now? Oh, he'll be back in 2021 and 2022 when Civ 7 comes out. That'll be too much of a temptation to attract you back. So I'm looking at it as more of a sabbatical than an actual leaving. Oh, all right. Does anybody want to uh, place a bet on that? Uh, not that I'm promoting gambling, but I, I guess I kind of am. Uh, Mackie, What's the Phil, exact over-under? <laughs> I mean, it's What's not like you're gonna. We get to Civ, Civ Seven, and Dan's like, "Oh, I can't stay there. I have to do it now." It's not like you're gonna stop playing Civ. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm still gonna be playing Civ. I hope to be, you know, a guest on Polycast from time to time, certainly, and uh, still playing in the Turncast Saturday games on occasion. Ah, <sighs> you know, more information is going to be coming with regards to uh, Gathering Storm. We know probably the Mayans are going to be there because they had it in the video. People are talking about Eleanor of Aquitaine as being another British ruler and Portugal was a, and Byzantine. And I think if it's a Byzantine, you'll have Justinian, I'm pretty sure. First, I think we should get rid of all alternate leaders and just add more civilizations because more civilizations is better than more leaders. Yep, fact. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I, may, I may or may not actually believe that. Dan's but... facting on the internet again. I think Dan's trolling me. 
Are you trolling me, Dan? Well, you know, I... The answer is always yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Am I trolling you? Am I trolling you, Jason? We just established that not everything is about you. Clearly that message hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> no, I'm trolling everyone. I'm trolling everyone. I'm taking a page out of the book of the me and team. You know, I figure after all this time, I might as well give it a whirl. See how it goes. That's right. You've gained faction, by the way. Well, thank you. I mean, if it goes well, I can credit myself, and it goes poorly, I can just blame Phil. And it's win-win for Phil, too, because he'd probably take that in stride. Yeah. Win for himself. So the only people that have anything to lose is the people who have listened to this explanation, which is all of you, so <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Never be sorry. And I am Canadian, so I am the ultimate authority on sorry and also not yeah, sorry. Yeah, that. And not sorry. We're gonna, I think people will miss you out and a boot, out and a boot, on the roof, talking about Civ. All right, that's my failed attempt at a Canadian accent. <laughs> Be careful, don't slip on the shingles. If you're a Minnesotan, at least I could say, yeah, you can go out and get some of the big jack. On a serious note, though, I am interested to see what they're going to be doing with grievances, because the warmonger penalty never sat right with me. Not only was how it was handled kind of hidden, which I didn't like, but even if you found out mechanically how it worked, it was still nonsense. Like, you would get more warmonger for defending an attacker and then taking their cities than you would if you declared on them and took their cities, which... <laughs> it's nonsense. Like, that's not sensible. At minimum, they should be equal, but probably the defender should have a little bit less warmonger. But certainly not more if we're turning around and turning the tables on their attacker. That's ridiculous. But that's how it was. So I want to thank both Jonah and Buzzing for uh, joining us on Polycast episode 327. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about uh, next year and uh, maybe be able to be uh, back on next year. But I honestly and truly cannot uh, speak to that in uh, any good conscience. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thanks. It's a boot time. (laughs) The Civilization story is really one of a game that has evolved over 27 years, but has never kind of lost that core, that kind of one more turn gameplay the idea that there's always something new just around the corner. And in terms of these new features, we've got some new things to talk about. There's a new chapter in the Civ Six story. We invite you to sit back and take a look. All right. Hello, Ruben. Oh, hello. So you've been on the show twice, first time back in Season 9, and then again in Season 10. So uh, it's been a little bit, but you've also been a recurring participant in the Turncast Cooperative Multiplayer sessions. So when you heard about Civilization VI Gathering Storm, and we were just talking about the features, so now we're back to talking about the new civilizations, what's your take on what we're going to be having, maybe what we're not going to be having? I don't really have a take on it. As the years have passed, I've been less interested in some pre-release speculation. And as usual, I'm having trouble following what you're talking about. I think I'm the kind of player I had to get my hands dirty and play it myself. But in general, the changes they made to the game in Civ Five by including the map instead of the city center and stacks of doom. And now they are adding natural disasters. So that'll mean that the map gets more into play. And I really like that change, or rather, I like that direction that the game or series has taken. Yep, the more of the challenge that they offload onto the map, the less challenging the AI actually has to be. I think it's the right move for the series. I just glanced over it briefly and noted that you could um, name mountains and lakes and rivers and stuff. And um, I think that's a good sign. Also, volcanoes. That if they are inactive and suddenly they start spewing lava all over the place, definitely a map-specific event. 
stay away from the mountains, I guess, if you can get away with doing that. Although apparently one of the governors can negate disasters in the framework of one city. So you do get one. We get a magical protection governor? Yeah, I believe it's Liang. I don't know how much of um, the natural disasters will become like negative random events. That was a design decision that I didn't like when they announced that events should be positive. As an aging newbie, I was used to having events impact my gameplay negatively, and I really like that. So I don't agree with Phil on that. Yes, well, I'll be happy to absolutely rip apart anybody in debate on the forums or elsewhere when we have more time. I don't want to completely derail this. <laughs> I, think, I, I just think it's a matter of preference rather than a matter of good game design. Because yeah, I have a feeling I guess, that this is going to be very polarizing in the community. I guess yeah. I, can, I, I can appreciate I just want there to be S in TBS. <laughs> and not things that remove that S from TBS. And there will be aspects to this that have agency and add to the gameplay. I just fear for the aspects that do not, having remembered the worst stuff in Civ 4, where a single event could end the game or drastically change the outcome with absolutely no player input influencing that whatsoever. And I'm just not okay with that. If you're just talking about things that you play around, then it's different. Then we wind up agreeing rather than disagreeing. But I do not want to see another Bermuda Triangle. There's no excuse for it. I'll argue down the developers on that if they were willing to go against me. And I don't think they could win that one. Like, I'm, I'm not confident that it's a crap mechanic. But with a lot of this other stuff, no, I don't have any problem with it at all. And no doubt we'll have some more information for our final recording, uh, which is the Christmas special in a couple of weeks, as of the recording of this episode. Shifting away from Gathering Storm then, Ruben, you were in the turncast. I don't know if you were on the Saturday session for my announcement about my leaving the show, although I know that you were part of the greater group that would have otherwise seen in text in our Skype chat for turncast that I was leaving the show after 12 years. What was your first take, first reaction, questions then, questions now, looking at Polycast into the future after 12 years? Well, knowing what's been going on during this year, it came really as no surprise. But I've been missing you since 2009, so I don't think it'll make much of a difference to me. And I also had to decline an invitation to the Polycast, I think, in, was it 2006? So it's been a long time. And actually, I've talked to you about it before, about creating content. And I see the polycast as definitely as uh, content um, for the Civ community. But to me, you've always been the one creating possibilities. So I've had a question for a few days that I wanted to ask you. By all means. If you're going to decide on your own legacy, if it should be the content creator for the Civ community or maybe more like a deity creating a universe or a stage or platform for the players to act and interact. Because to me, that's the more important aspect of what you've been doing quietly behind the scenes. And I've never met anyone as capable of you. And I really appreciate it. But I don't know what you think. Well, I think you actually touched upon what my answer is to that question. Again, comparing the content aspect versus the universe aspect. And I feel that the universe that we have for Polycast, which then helped lead to Turncast, which also helped lead to, for example, Polycraft, which is over kind of the homepage for that is on Reddit, where there's an even greater community of us talking about games other than Civ. <gasps> uh, 
And I think it would be that because I feel that once that universe was created because of the content, the content kind of found itself in an incubator because it was able to connect with even more like people. I mean, it started in terms of polycast with myself and Mackie and Locutus at Imran, but I was only really able to forge even that as a result of my involvement in a Poulton civilization site, which was founded in 1998, because Locutus was on that site, Imran was on that site, Mackie was on that site. So I already knew like-minded people, and I shared in the creation and the nurturing of that site with uh, Marcos Yiannopoulos, otherwise known as Mark G., and if I'm looking back on the legacy of myself within the civilization community in terms of having an active involvement in some fan entity, whether it's a fan site, whether it's the podcast, or for a few years there was an overlap of both of those things, it's been 22 years, which is more than half of my life to date. And it's a big change, and I would like to think the legacy, even more so than the universe or even the content, would be the laughter, the joy in it that, uh, you know, take a little time and we first connect over a game that we like, but we span continents and thousands of kilometers and different places in our life, different backgrounds, you know, different relationships, different professions, and able to find some common ground and share a laugh while sharing a game and being able to talk about those things that we're passionate about. Being able to kind of foster, you know, the community within a community, but give back to the community that has given so much to us. So I don't know how well that answers your question, but I have answered your question. Well, to me, it sounds much too humble. I never expected me to say that. (laughs) (laughs) You figured, oh, Dan's going to get up on his soapbox and talk about how fantastic he is and how much people should be praising him and giving him tribute. Well, I really think they should. Maybe you're not aware of what uh, impact you've had on all the uh, players or fans that haven't had an opportunity to speak their voice. Ruben, sorry, I have to secrecy against Dan in his next turn cast game. Join it with me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, also, I want to say that I feel really humbled being allowed on the show again. And uh, I would really have loved to be live while Dosnan was on. I really miss him. So that was wrecking me. And it's hard to match all the kind words spoken already. So... I guess I should just shut up. I think you did very well, actually, adding to the conversation. It was very nice to get a question back. And I know when I invited past guests on to this show to let them know that I was leaving and were they available and would they like to come on, I said it was kind of you know self-fulfilling. I'm inviting people to my own farewell party. So it was nice to uh, kind of have a question back to be interviewed there just for a moment, you know, to be answering the questions rather than asking the questions and uh, I like to think I facilitated a lot, but I think actually over the past year, when I haven't been as involved in those things as actively, that they're able to continue. But I do thank you, Ruben, for uh, being on and sharing with us your reflections. And hopefully, again, be back on the show in the future as a guest. And I, I will also just be a lowly guest, and then we can uh, throw rocks at the people who are regular co-hosts. I've always wanted to throw rocks at myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just come to Turncast. We'll throw mukes at you. Yeah. I've got the aluminum power bat for you, Dan. Don't worry. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Dan. Magma Dragoon. Spending less time talking about video games on the internet is a wise move, and one I think that we should all consider emulating. Going to bring on not just a past recurring guest co-host, but a past guest co-host and regular co-host as well. It's one of those uh, rare exceptions uh, that... 
we uh, actually have two people on the show that know each other in real life. <laughs> kind of married. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Let me let, let me dissect this comment. How how is kind of applied to marriage here, Mackie? Please elaborate on how this applies to their relationship specifically. Sarcasm. Just a little bit pregnant. Oh, so wait. I'm sorry. Their marriage is sarcastic. Whoa, whoa. That's 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 well, okay. If you so, go back and listen to the old podcast stuff. <laughs> oh my. Before we get to that couple, we'll get back to that couple, and uh, we will talk to New Earth Relic. Hello, New Earth Relic. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good. How are you, sir? Good. So I heard the big news. Apparently they decided to go and uh, spoil a new expansion while uh, you are not on a recording week again. As usual. I mean, they knew that I was leaving the show because obviously they visit com every day and they saw the announcement and they thought, you know what? We should announce the new expansion pack when Dan wants to talk about leaving the show to let him know who's boss and what's really important in the Civ community. And I'm, I'm still kind of bitter about that. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Not really. <laughs> so, uh, first off, I also want to acknowledge you for another specific reason that, uh, and, uh, warning you two brought it up earlier and I made reference uh, to Candace Albanis, who is going to be on here shortly. Thank you for being able to be at my wedding this summer. It was nice to, uh, meet you in person and, uh, connect the name to the face. And I just actually want to briefly tell a story about that. Yours was the first gift that we opened out of our hundred plus guests. And I remember it because we were at a breakfast the day before on the Friday. The wedding was on a Saturday. And I admit, I saw through the tissue paper. I thought, oh, those look like bath mats. But I didn't actually open it. What happened was that wedding night, we'd already been moved from one room to another because the air conditioning wasn't working. And when we got back after the wedding and the reception, so it was just after midnight, we had these two huge trolleys of gifts. And there was water on the floor, side in the hallway. And I went into the bathroom and... There was water coming from the ceiling. So it's like, okay, so they moved us to another room, but this room wasn't finished yet. It was on the first floor at the front of the hotel, and it had no curtains. So I'm like, we really don't want to have to have all these gifts kind of visible at the front, only the bed was a double-sized bed. There just there wasn't room for Allison and I. And she fell asleep, and I thought, I'm not going to wake her up. I tried laying in the bed, but but I was going to fall off the bed. I was going to end up with a concussion. I, I wasn't going to stay. So I took out your bath mats, and I set them on the floor. <laughs> and yes, that is where I spent my wedding night, because Allison was already asleep. I wasn't going to wake her up. There wasn't room for me. So I want to thank you very much for the bath mat, because that rug was... <laughs> it was not shag smooth, okay? It was rough, as coarse as all get out. So your bath mat came into use very quickly, and in a way that was probably unintended. So I want to <laughs> use this opportunity to thank you for that. That was clearly my plan. <laughs> That's awesome. I think you're giving yourself too much credit, but I'm not sure. Well, where do you think that water came from, huh, Dan? Huh? That's mm. actually Phil. Yeah. I'm going to blame Phil for that one. You promised otherwise. Yeah, I could still throw you into the bus, Phil. That's true. It's oh. a betrayal, though. And you know, the me and team will remember this. Yes. <sighs> and just like in every other Telltale game, nothing will come of it. <laughs> well, probably not. All right, so we're going to get your reactions to the uh, Gathering Storm announcement here in a moment, but I do want to say hello both to Alexander and Anna Lee, otherwise known as Cardamandua. Hello, you two. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hello. Good. How are you two? We're doing well. I know you were getting things set up, so you probably didn't hear Mackie's comment. Uh, she understands <laughs> that you two are kind of married, and I was trying to get from her an explanation as to what that meant. And, yeah, uh, can't. Yeah, and then she said it was sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. You said it was kind of a sarcastic marriage. 
We're sarcastically married. Yeah, we've been sarcastically married for 12 years now. And that's like, <laughs> we're very happy. <laughs> oh, I see. That's right. You got married when you found out finally there's a Civ podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. We now know it's time to get to die. To, yep, yep. See, so when the show celebrates an anniversary, you celebrate the same anniversary. That's so sweet. I actually did not know how long you two had been married. Is this um, a new example of the term unstable equilibrium? or I think we're pretty stable. <laughs> ah. Well, there's an equilibrium in there, see? So it's sarcastically married, but still married. Maybe we're married sarcastically. Uh, I don't know. That might be a, a difference. I see. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> anyway, we yeah, we're married. We have a four-year-old daughter, and we just adopted a baby who is now, he'll be seven weeks old tomorrow. So. Oh, Oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Oh, wow. Congratulations. We adopted a, a puppy a month ago. She's 12 weeks old. Miley, she's a German shepherd mix. And, uh, of course, keeping us very, very, very busy. Uh, so congratulations <laughs> also to your new arrival. Yeah. I think it's also worth mentioning that in addition to Annalie, you being a regular co-host on Polycast for about a year, both of you were the two of the three original co-hosts for about half a year on RevCast, our podcast on Civilization Revolution. And, uh, Annalie, you were also, um, and Alex, Alexander as well, on a, a few of the turncasts, oh my gosh, years and years ago now, back when we were playing <laughs> Civilization Four. Back when we were still kids, yeah. <laughs> back when we didn't know any better about playing games, and now, well, we still don't. Um, <laughs> That's ancient history now, gosh. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to start actually with Gathering Storm. And I'm going to go back to New Earth Relic. First off, I'm going to give uh, poor Annalie and Alexander uh, some time to uh, gather their thoughts here and uh, plan their response letter to Mackie about the sarcastic marriage they apparently have. <laughs> that warrants further uh, explanation, I'm sure. NER, with regards to Gathering Storm, seeing as how the three of you are the last to be a guest on this episode, and I didn't have a, we're going to talk about this specifically on your segment, uh, like I did for Steve and Drusane at the beginning. Anything and everything about Gathering Storm, I guess what's your first and most immediate takeaway, NER, about what we're going to have in this new expansion? They finally made a uh, Canada civilization just in time for you to leave, Bollycast. Well, uh, hmm, I I don't know. I don't know. I got to find out what exactly how Canada is going to be represent. I thought we firmly established that they weren't a real civilization in an earlier episode. What happened? Look, if the Holy Roman Empire can be in Civ, Canada can be in Civ. <sighs> Thank you very much. So, Jesus. What? <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't the great mistake? No, no. I honestly think the mistake was that Native American civilization, but let's not go there either. <laughs> <laughs> Your water supply has been poisoned. Your water supply has been poisoned. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay. All right. So yeah, apparently, yeah. Canada? Question mark? Gathering storm? Wow. Annalie, Alexander, what was your first take? First takeaway from the announcement of this new Civ title that's going to be bestowed upon us? Well, I'm really glad to see they're finally making more of a kind of a living world with natural disasters and a, a you know biosphere that is active and reactive. That's something that I proposed on the forums probably years ago and just kind of gave up on as an idea. But to, to see that they're really implementing it and kind of taking the bull by the horns, I think that's that's a great move. You only gave up on the idea out of boat probably the time they started developing in the game. They were monitoring all your social media accounts, and they were like, oh, good, Alexander gave up on that finally. Let's put it in. Sweet. Okay. That's the way it works with most of my ideas. <laughs> Annalie, confirmed? Yes. 
That is true. <laughs> <laughs> He's about five years ahead of everyone. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's almost like they make the world uh, a character in the game. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's, you know, uh, Roosevelt or Victoria or anybody, but it's like... Montezuma? Yeah, right. Uh, it, 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 it has behavior. You know, it's it's uh, despite all the other challenges you might encounter in the game, the greatest challenge you're you're gonna have is just Gandhi. Gandhi. Yes, Gandhi, Gandhi, the, Gandhi the nuker. No, it's gonna be to tame the the world. Back to you, Ner. When you found out that I was leaving Polycast, what was that moment like? It sounds really weird that I'm asking these questions and not one of my fellow regular co-hosts, but I don't care. I, I I'm just rolling with it. Pretend I'm actually not me for the moment while I'm asking this question. Uh, <laughs> You've been doing it all episode. No reason to stop okay. now. Yeah. I know, right? Just now you have a problem with this? <laughs> well, no. I mean, no one else was asking the question. So, you know, I took charge like I always do. No one can say I slacked off when I knew I wasn't going to be around next year. No one can, can rightly say that and rightly say that. Yeah, Dan's not a lame duck host. No, no, no. I'm not resting on my laurels at all. And I'm not resting on anybody with any other name either. Apologies to all the laurels out there. Anyhow, do you even remember the question now? I know that was a bit butchered. Reactions to my leaving the show, Polycast, 12 years in general? Uh, yeah, so I was reminded of a quote by uh, George Patton. It's not quite appropriate because uh, you are not dead, but he said, It is foolish and wrong to him, one of the men who died. Rather, we should thank God that such men lived. And uh, my first reaction was actually, uh, thank you, Dan. You and uh, Polycast have brought a lot of happiness and enjoyment of civilization into my life. And I want to appreciate the good parts and not just be sad that uh, you are moving on. I always try to, especially at times like this when it's uh, it's raw. I, I, I admit that it's there's definitely a sadness to it. But as you said, at the same time, to remember all of the good that brought us to the moment to actually have something to miss. And I, I would like to think that we didn't fall into the trap of not missing something until it was gone. They knew at any time that something could happen and the show wouldn't continue or one of us wouldn't be uh, continuing on the show and uh, and actually, as you say that, I do remember it was right before episode 200, found out that, and such as we know, uh, everyone who has been on the show is still alive with the exception of one. And I remember having that and this person who had been on the show who had uh, need, uh, passed away, James Robinson. I remember being able to say, OK, you know, there were some good times. And uh, even though I'm, as you said, I'm not deceased, you know, not yet. Fortunately, then I'll still be coming back from time to time. I know it's not going to be the same, and I wouldn't expect it to be the same. I wouldn't want it to be the same, because then it would be, well, if it was the same, then why didn't Dan just leave years ago? Nothing happened as a result of that. And, uh, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's been uh, it's been 12 years, but I think, I think we can measure things in more than just those years. Uh, it certainly seems like a long time, and it is a long time, but it's quality time that we've spent, and... I think the joy definitely comes from the banter. Uh, all the banters Mike W. put in the chat uh, a little while ago. Those things that we talk about that aren't civ-related, those things that uh, come out in terms of our personality and being able to reference things. There have been a lot of references already on this episode to things in the past, you know, like getting Danned and Rough High and Culture Bomb <laughs> and, you know, getting Great Walled. And I really wanted to stop and explain that. And part of my brain went, Dan, if people are listening to this episode and they don't know what it is, don't stop and explain it. Now is not the time to explain that. Those are those kind of in-joke references that people will understand if they know. And if they don't know, they have a, you know, they've got 300 plus episodes to go back and listen to to catch up. And uh, they can take the test again that is listening to this episode and understanding all of the references. Anna Lee, Alexander, 
when you first heard that I was leaving Polycast and that, hey, Polycast, well, first off, hey, Polycast is still around. Wait, what? Uh, second of all, it's been 12 years and Dan's leaving. What was that moment like? You know, I kind of, I thought, oh, cute, Dan's growing up. Um, not the, <laughs> not in that in the, that way, but, you know, life mm-hmm. um, has phases. And there are times and seasons for certain things, you know, and we kind of went through that ourselves where we life changes and you have to pull away from some things that you enjoyed. And, and that happens when life changes and you've had some big life changes this past year. And, you know, it made sense to me that you would have other adventures to go on to. And uh, if that other uh, co-host was going to invoke George Patton, I'd just have to quote Douglas MacArthur and say, uh, old soldiers never die. They just fade away. It's true. With phases of life and you know, knowing when it's time to leave, but then again, it being, you make it about you, because, you know, I've pretty well tried to make this episode about me, you know, Civ <laughs> expansion pack announcement notwithstanding, but also not wanting to leave those who are still around, those who are left behind in the lurch. And uh, so I've been working on that for, for several months, so I, I think anyway that the planning is, is coming together, but at the same time, I'm not part of the planning anymore. You know, at some point in the transition, I just said, you know what, you guys, if you need to have more of these conversations, then you have that without me, and uh, I'll be able to listen to the show. I, can, I finally can just be a podcast listener, although I say that. Uh, and there's a certain Dramedy One More Turn series that isn't done yet, so uh, I will find some time to actually finish that in 2019, but it's not going to follow the same rigorous schedule that is Polycast, and I recognize that I couldn't continue to do that anymore, and I didn't want it to be that, well, I'll still own the show, but I'm not going to be on the show, or I'll be a panelist, and I'll not do the editing. I just want to bring up a couple of things from the chat before I forget. First, Buzzing says, I'm going to remember the wedding night story. And yes, yes, I am going to remember that. Drew, Dan, if you shout out the brand name of the bath mat, you can make a decent commercial. Well, see, if I did that, and I actually don't remember the brand name, I would have to send them an invoice that they would promptly ignore. And I've sent out enough invoices that people have promptly ignored in the name of this show. Also from the buzzing a little earlier, Mackie, was there a secret meeting where Dan offered you the show as the most senior member and you refused because it mean you couldn't crawl out of bed at start time to find coffee waiting? <laughs> that show it bit too. I don't know what's funnier, Mackie's laugh or the fact that Annalie laughed first. I, I... <laughs> uh, Mackie's neither going to confirm nor deny. But buzzing ads. As long as Candace knows that he needs to arrange a coffee delivery for Mackie about 15 minutes before start time. Oh no, no, I, I've always done my own coffee. People do not deliver coffee to me. This is why I'm a little late sometimes. You have it, yeah. Well, you see have now, now if they do it 15 minutes before, maybe you won't be late. You'll be sitting next to your bed, and you'll be like, oh, okay, it's time. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, if Dan is finally growing up, does this mean that Annalie is no longer too young for this? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty dramatic. I think I will always be too young for this. <laughs> just whatever the this is changes from year to year. That answer <laughs> That's right. Hey, look on the bright side. At least too young for this is better than too old for this. Yeah. As soon as everyone says that line in the movie, they immediately die like two scenes later. Buzzing says, you could have just said yes, and Canis would have never known. Yeah, like he's not listening to this right now. Like he won't listen to the post-produced version of the show where this reference will totally be in there. <laughs> and uh, Annalise, seeing as how Alexander made reference to your tagline, please go ahead and make reference to Alexander's tagline now. Does Alexander have a tagline? There it is. Thank uh. you. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Uh, so to NER, to Annalie, to Alexander, thank you to all three of you for coming back on Polycast. And uh, 
reminiscing. Thanks for having me, Dan. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. All the best. Good luck. Hey, Dan. This is Medjin. Just want to drop a note saying thanks for all the seven. Throughout the years, you've done a lot of work for the Civ community, um, keeping things moving and everything else along that line. Have a good one. Hi, Dan. It's Brian by McNamara. I'm sorry I can't be here in person for your last polycast due to those pesky time zones, but I want to thank you for all the hard work you've put into the polycast and the wider Civ community, and I wish you all the best for whatever your future holds. What can I say about my love for Daniel Quick and the community he created around Civ? I've been in Civ since Civ 1. I've been in Daniel Quick's community since Civ 4. I started from finding a cool new way to play Civ that I don't think Daniel does anymore, but through role-playing the character that you're playing as your leader on the forum as you play a multiplayer game. From there, I started listening to the podcast, learning from the vast majority of people in the group who played significantly better than I did, and (laughs) arguing about mechanics. (laughs) Oh, the arguments we had as things went from Civ 4 to Civ 5 and onward on what was good and what was not. All in great fun. Uh, It's been a wonderfully supportive community through times in life. And I'll miss you, Dan. I'll miss you beating me every time we play together. Winning even our cooperative multiplayer games by doing everything first. Forcing me to learn more and to get better. Miss the times writing stories with you about our different cultures. It's been great fun, man. I hope you stay around to say hello every once in a while and understand doing other things, but I hope you can come back and still play a game every once in a while. You're going to make me feel bad about not moving on with my own life enough and playing games too much, but I know you'll do great. I hope married life does you well. I'm sure it will, but thank you for creating this community and for including me in it. I do hope you can stick around and say hello every once in a while. Be well, man. Be well. I guess the good things come to an end. Even your podcast career, Dan. Thank you for your years of dedication to our favorite games. I hope life treats you well in your future endeavors. Farewell and au revoir. Hello, Dan. Thank you for all your years of service to the uh, civilization community. And I want to say thank you for involving me in it. It's been a real pleasure, and I've been involved to a degree that I never thought possible with Civ, so that's been wonderful. Appreciated coming on the show and chatting with you guys and having the opportunity to say my thoughts about the game and you know, learn a little bit more from you guys. My hope that uh, your new wife want is uh, going to be enlightened enough to play Civilization soon from your experience, and hopefully you guys can play uh, Civilization happily ever after. Hey Dan, it's Bibor. I do have a few words to say about you leaving. I'm a really long time Civilization player and uh, to be perfectly honest, I think that the Civilization fan sites were the first time ever in my life that I was taken out of context from my own life and given the opportunity to find like-minded people from all around the world from who I could share with many other things apart from my interest in the game or in the games. And in that context, it was liberating. It truly was. I mean, people are now talking about Reddit and YouTube and stuff like that, but it's different. 
you know? I mean, they are like discovering hot water in some sense. Because what Reddit doesn't give them is the sense of community. It doesn't give them the benefit of having people who are definitely like-minded, which is required by these games that we played or play still. So in that regard, I'm going to be eternally grateful for the job you guys did and are doing. I mean, it was really cool, even if I didn't listen to the podcast, because I lost touch with radio like a really long time as a medium. It was like, oh wow, this game I play has a radio show of its own. How cool is that, you know? And I guess your departure does, and my departure as well, kind of marks the end of an era in which these games were, in my mind at least, giving their players something like chess, in a sense that it bound people, like-minded people, together. Even if I now wanted to say something on a podcast or be a continuous member or, a, or just a listener, my primary feelings for the games right now that we, well, the most recent iteration is just going to be frustration and anger, so I don't want to do that. But I just wanted to send this farewell message, especially the Civ Fanatics forums, which is my gateway or was my gateway into this world did have a tremendous impact on my life. It did open up so many things before even Google was a thing for other websites, or even Wikipedia was a thing. It really gave me a feeling that I am not bound to the constraints of my physical body and my physical town and country to meet people and to learn new things. Thank you for listening. Hey, Dan Jin, congratulations on your retirement. You have been a big part of the civilization community for quite some time now. Producing these podcasts, being a personality on these podcasts, dealing with some of your worst guests of all time, it is amazing how you get through it. You know, one thing people might not realize is just how much we put you through in order to do a Turncast episode where you can get these great sound clips that sound like they are going to be perfectly wonderful and all of a sudden one of us decides to talk over it and just ruins the whole thing. Yes, we are very good at doing that for you. I hope, though, that you're not going to become a stranger on Turncast. I hope we're still going to see you there from time to time. And, yeah, looking forward to it. Congratulations once again. Take care. Greetings, Polycast team. This is Sal, also known as Thorburn. It has been a while since I was last on the show. Unfortunately, scheduling has been difficult lately between school, my daughter, and a little nuisance called life that keeps getting in the way. I'm sure we all know how that can be. Anyway, I first want to extend my congratulations to Dan on your impending endeavor. You will be missed, especially now that it looks like Canada might be an official sieve if rumors are to be believed. Also, I wanted to thank you for the opportunity to have been on Polycast. It has been a definitely an experience that I enjoyed doing, and I hope that I'll be able to come on there again at some point. Well, as we would say when I was in the Navy... Wish you fair winds and fallen seas. And uh, also, be strange, but just don't be a stranger. Take care, and I'll see you around. Thanks. Hey, everyone. This is Sedwick, here with a few words to commemorate the man who proves you can retire from a game and still win. He's Dan Q. And of course, by game, I don't mean civilization. We all know he'll play that for a long time. 
but rather from his leadership of and essential duties behind Polycast, this great auditory forum that for 12 years under his guidance has been serving up heaping helpings of deep discussion on Civ strategy and lively extensions of community interaction, with humor, warm banter, and gentle ribbing on the side. The greatest outlets for a fandom give the players a voice. All the players, from the most experienced and articulate experts you would expect would fill out the lineup of regular panelists on the show, to the more casual player with the occasional interesting thing to say. As someone who's lucky if I get to play two hours a week, I fall squarely into the latter category, but in true democratic fashion, Dan found me no less worthy. Back in 2015, episode 223 of the show gave a mention to my little Civ Fanatics post on what we like to rename our cities, and then later that year he got me my first Polycast guest hosting spot. I was somewhat worthless for that episode considering I didn't play Beyond Earth, but he still saw fit to invite me back, more times than I was able to come back, and I've guest hosted twice since. Each time was great fun, and it was an honor to be included in the company of such knowledgeable and enthusiastic players, and each episode, like every episode he's done, was infused with Dan's prodigious analysis, genial charm, and masterful command of the show's flow, making for an experience as rich and nuanced as the game itself. These qualities underscore not only his prowess with the game, but also his love for it, and his recognition of the power and the appeal of an engaged community. And for your role, Dan, in fostering that community engagement, we as fans of the show and fans of Civilization are all forever grateful for your longtime commitment. Good luck forging the next era of your life as you dedicate it to new priorities. And may our scouts meet again one day soon. would like to conclude here with just what I said as part of the transition announcement as I kind of go into the closing here and then I would actually like to uh, not to put uh, my fellow co-hosts on the spot at least not right away but their own comments and reactions about finding that I was uh, leaving the show and uh, you know they can speak to the fact that they're all planning on remaining and then also get Canis Albinus in here just uh, very briefly towards the uh, end as well maybe give us a little preview about what we can expect and not expect in uh, 2019 but uh, for myself I'm going to have no involvement in polycast operation come 2019 I came to this decision as a result of changes in my personal life over the past year and a half, not wanting to disassociate myself from the show or distance myself from civilization even. Again, I do intend to remain available for guest appearances in the future and uh, continue to participate in Turncast recurrently, though I will no longer be a regular player. As you may or may not be aware, I've been actively involved in owning and operating Civilization fan entities for the past 22 years. It began in 1996 when I took over the Ultimate Civilization 2 fan site, leading to merging it with another to form a Polton Civilization site two years later. It was there that I cultivated Polycast with fellow Civ player Wetterlocuta Schneider, and in 2009 left a Polton, where Polycast has been my primary community focus. It has been an honor and a privilege. Over this time, I have formed many friendships with fellow gamers, some of which continue to this day, and I'm thankful to call them my friends. I hope I've done a service to the civilization and greater gaming community through these interactions and endeavors. And I know Mackie, he can in particular uh, probably appreciate this, but when Polycast was launched in October of 2006, most people connected to the internet did not know what the term podcast meant, let alone listen to one. We would often say, hey, it's a radio show on the internet. <laughs> internet, you say? Uh, and having to explain what a podcast was before we actually explain what our own podcast was. Don't have to do that anymore. Either that or they just wanted to no longer listen to our explanations. I don't know. 
No, or, or now they ask, when is it going to become a vodcast? Yeah, no. That <laughs> <sighs> we've had more than 200 guests nearing 350 hours of content along four spinoffs, two of which remain in active production. That's uh, Modcast and Turncast. Over 2,000 listeners regularly tune in and hundreds more on a recurring basis to be entertained and informed. Let's dive into what comes next. Keep on Civin. Uh, just to add to that announcement, I want to thank everyone who has even attempted to listen to this show has sent us feedback, sent us an email, a tweet, an instant message, a voicemail, a smoke signal. We probably didn't get those. Some A forum post, because really it's a conversation. And having conversations with people is something that I enjoy doing. And it's an opportunity, you know, not just to talk at someone. I don't want to talk at someone. I want to talk to people. And yes, that's definitely spilled over to my professional life as a secondary school teacher. But hey, I don't know if you knew a kid, say back in the 80s, because that's what I was a kid in the 80s and 90s, where he or she had a tape recorder, and that was like the best Christmas present they could have ever received, or they got one of those little uh, radio transmitters that would broadcast like 500 meters. That was the most fantastic thing that would play radio station on the weekends, and when friends came over, forced them to also be disc jockeys on their uh, radio station and playing music and talking about anything and everything that came into mind. Jason, yeah, again, you've been a recurring guest up until this year. You had some big shoes to fill in for Madgen, who'd been a regular co-host for five years. But as I said before, from your strategy guides and your recurring guest appearances, I knew that you would fit well onto this show, and you have. Even though you've only been on the show for not even quite a year, because you only were able to come on as of March, it seems like you've been on the show for even longer than that. It was just a near seamless transition. Oh, Phil. Phil, what can I say <laughs> that hasn't already been said? <laughs> you know, you brought definitely a strategic depth to our conversation in Civilization Four when you joined the show, but you also helped bring a levity as well that I know particularly my younger self could be a bit on the serious, perhaps too serious side. And between that and the strategic conversations that you would initiate or add to and the questions that you would ask, even if you didn't change my opinion, similarly to Madgen, but even before Madgen for that matter, you would challenge something that I would say and you would make me really think about it. And even when I thought, oh, Phil has a point, you still made me want to stick to my old point just so that I could continue to disagree with you. You just have that effect <laughs> on people. <laughs> and uh, I'm thankful that you're continuing on the show as well because I don't think the show would be the same without you. Mackie. Oh, Mackie, you came and you're still on Um <laughs> You know, the, the fact that uh, you are still on the show you, and I've made references to this before, you don't necessarily say a lot on a particular episode, but when you have something to say, we listen, and not just because you're the only woman on the internet, uh, but because... <laughs> hey, there's been at least one other woman that wasn't me today. Stop that. Um, sure, Allegedly, just, yes. Yeah, I'm still sure that was a voice synthesizer from you. Yeah, they were probably all Mackie. I think Alexander would know, though. Oh, that's right. That means you've been married to Alexander for 12 years. Wait, <laughs> what? Oh, are you kidding oh, yeah, me? Yeah, sarcastically confirmed. Yeah. Oh, See? Jeepers. See? Jeepers, yeah. Oh, that's why you question that they were kind of married. Because he's actually married to you, not Annalise. Okay, I'll stop. For now. <laughs> so just, just like examples like Spicy. this for the past 12 years, 
you've put up with it. I think you initially tolerated it, but then you started to make it your own and started to add to it. But when you do say something, it's, you know, you mean what you say and you say what you mean. The levity that you also bring in your own kind of quiet way and the I don't know. It's just hard to put into words. I mean, I said it's been 12 years. You've put up with a lot. You still come back onto the show and you share your experiences and offer different insights, just like anybody else on the show. But it seems like you, you say a lot by saying very little. And what I mean by that is you don't have to go on and on to make your point. Your point is heard. And even when we don't agree with it, it's taken to heart. You and being on the show with me for 12 years, it's, it's just been something that's been enjoyable because to talk to someone about Civ and to have that relationship with someone online, you're a neighbor that I know better than I actually know my neighbors. That, you know, we know things about each other's lives and those in jokes and those references. And I'm definitely going to miss them with you, Jason, and with you, Phil. But Mackie, I will admit, I'm going to miss that the most on the shows. Because every two weeks, there would always be something that I would say that would get a moan or a groan or a sigh that the Mackie sigh is legendary. I think it's known even beyond podcast circles. I'm sure it's going to have its <laughs> own you know, star on the Walk of Fame or something. Not Mackie, just the Mackie sigh. The appreciation is very difficult for me to put into words. And as much as I've rambled on and trying to... I don't think it's captured it. So thank you to you. And if there was going to only be one regular co-host standing and it wasn't going to be myself, I'm glad it's you. Aww. <gasps> Group hug. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, and, and you know, if you miss the jazz, just show up at Turncast. You'll get jabbed out at some point. So. <laughs> Pies never die, Dan. Yeah. To you, Jason, what was your... And I don't know if you should even share this with anybody, not even necessarily me, but what was your first reaction when I told you, Phil and uh, Mackie, back in August that I'm leaving the show as of the end of the year? Well, uh, I think my first reaction was, but I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it has been a real, uh, real pleasure chatting with you and the others uh, every other week for about the past year and off and on before that. You know, I'm definitely going to uh, see you. You helped to give me a greater voice in the community than I, I would have had otherwise. Because you know, I think before you started linking to the uh, strategy guides on Polycast, I, not very many people ever read my blog. And uh, I think most of my readership is uh, because of you uh, linking to it and talking about it on the show. So, yeah, you've given me a voice that I didn't think that I would ever have. Very grateful to you for that. You know, I hope that you'll be on the show often as a guest host so that we get to continue to talk to you again. And I also hope that you do not take leaving Polycast as an excuse to stop reading my blog. I will continue to visit your blog. I will still be listening to the show. And hopefully you'll be able to uh, join in on some turncasts too now and again. You can take my place when I'm not there. There you go. There's your 2019 assignment for you. Oh boy, I'll try. But I don't know, those turncasts are always really hard for me to make. I keep saying I want to do them and then stuff always comes up. Phil, when you found out that I was... Leaving Polycast as of 2019, what was your first reaction? What's your reaction now, looking forward to the show in Season 13 and beyond? Man, I kind of saw it coming. And I got to say, when I joined the show, I really wanted to be part of the show. But now I, I have my... No, I'm just kidding. This has been... Uh, <laughs> uh, this has been a substantial Al, part Al. of my life, actually. And I, I've really enjoyed it. And it's sad to see you go. But I understand, of course. Uh, but there's lots of good memories that we will have, and hopefully we'll turn up time to time so we can have a few extra. 
is it good or bad or somewhere in between that as you're describing those good times, my brain went bathroom pizza. I at least am amused. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten to make a reference to that today, but you didn't, so good job. <laughs> yeah, that's a decidedly Turncast reference, folks. Polycast.net slash Turncast. Oh, yeah. A lot of our good memories are Turncast, but there's been a lot of fun in Polycast itself as well. Absolutely. Okay, Mackie. Same question. You found out I was leaving Polycast as of 2019, that when I told you and Phil and Jason, what were your thoughts, comments, feelings then, now, looking forward to the future? Well, I have to echo the fact that I think we all kind of saw that coming. I mean, it wasn't that big of a surprise. I mean, it was a surprise, but it was how do I explain that properly? <laughs> yes, I think surprise that it happened so soon after you got married is more of it. And I thought, it's like, you think about that, yeah, and he's getting married, and a few years down the road, maybe there'll be the kids, or there's more time, and for that to come, like, not even six months later, it was like, wow, that was quick. Haha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Un- unintentional puns. But... It's going to be odd not having you around for it on a regular basis. You know, I do also hope that you turn up to Turncast at least a little more frequently than you have lately. I think it's been about once a month. It's like, come on, you started this. Get back here. And you will finish it. (laughs) Well, and and part of that will be with not having the time commitment for Polycast and I anymore that it should, should allow me to be more frequent on Turncast. Not like I used to be, of course, and never will be like it used to be, but more frequently than once every, you know, four to six weeks. Yeah. You know, with everything with the game playing, with all the different people we get to talk to, uh, I had this all in my head earlier and now I can't get it out properly. But starting to do the podcast 12 years ago, I was not as good at talking to random people or strangers and things like that. I mean, you think I'm quiet now sometimes? I was basically like silent running a lot around strangers and around people. And it's it's some combination of doing ter- – Also, it's also part because of Turncast, but part because of the podcast. And I am just better in general like when I – I actually talk to people. I actually sometimes still do it often. Sometimes I do start conversations with people. But when people talk to me out randomly in public, I used to kind of panic in things. I used to be really bad about this. I have social anxiety type of thing. And this has actually been really great for getting me to be relatively normal, even though I still have that for certain things like doing phone calls and things. Oh, God, phone calls are terrible. But I function better as a person. And you guys are here every weekend, sometimes in... I am completely rambling, but I'm glad you started the podcast. I'm glad you created this thing for all of us to be here. And I think a thing you've probably got today from all these people who have come on is that it's not just this group of people that we see every weekend or some of the people, but we've made a big difference for the Civ community. I mean, and we've even had it from the Firaxis devs that because we're saying things in the podcast and they actually listen, even if they haven't been guests that frequently, that it's helping it's amplifying the fan voice. They can go into the forums and it's like a cacophony of sorts. Thousands of people speaking at once. and then But we sort of distill it down to the critical things for them. So it's, in a sense, made Civ better because we're here. So and I mean, hopefully without you here, we can still continue to help do that. I'm certain that will continue to happen, and I'm certain that will be the case. And then, I mean, as for the rambling and trying to remember what it is that you wanted to say, I totally get that. Uh, I was initially going to 
I mean, I, I paraphrased for my transition announcement that I was going to write out, not word for word, but bullet points of things that I wanted to touch upon. But I thought, you know, I'm just going to let so, kind of the moment. Were you going to make a top 10 list? <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought about it. I'm passing the mantle on to as lead co-host and owner, a publisher, etc., etc., of Polycast joins us now. Canis Albinus, welcome to episode 327 of the show. It's getting kind of sappy in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, well, he's leaving and things, and it was good. I mean, even the people who came on got a little bit that way too. So, you sure, know. you levity. <laughs> We're trying to lighten it up. Phil's going to have none of that. <laughs> <laughs> It, it affect it really affects Phil most of all, and he's just masking it in this way. And you know what? That's under that's that's fair enough. Yeah, I, sure. I understand. The- yeah, I, I'm, I can be an emotional guy. Yeah, I'm a deep person through and through. Strategy deep, I'll agree. In every sense of the word. Yeah. Oh boy. There's some after dark reference coming in here that I'm just not. <laughs> oh. Just not. I'm just not. You know. That's kind of my mo. To be fair. I know, it's just this kind of left better unsaid. But I also want to take this uh, moment here, since we're talking the sappy stuff, personal stuff here. Again, Candice, thank you for being able to be at my wedding in July of this year. It was nice to meet you in person and again, uh, connect the name to the face and to the voice. When I first approached you on behalf of myself and the other regular panelists, too, about, by the way, I'm leaving, and hey, do you want to replace me? What was that moment like? Well, uh, what happened was, for the people who weren't there, which was everybody, I got a message from Dan saying, hey, I'd like to talk to you uh, by voice chat. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, something big is going to happen now, because that never happens unless we're all together with a bunch of other people. So I thought, hmm, either he's having a baby and he wants me to be godfather, haha, or he's leaving the show. So I thought, hmm, which of these is most likely? Yeah, I better get ready for that. And then uh, you told me, And it hit harder than I thought it would because polycast was a big part of my therapy when I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. So re-listening to the show several times over the years has helped me regain my ability to not be completely ridiculous in conversation. And uh, change is always hard, but I am glad that you are leaving on your terms and not on the terms of the internet service provider, which has happened for several other podcasts I know of. And I'm also glad to see that we're not shutting down. And I'm also very humbled to have been given the option to fill your shoes. It's going to be a hard one. Well, I appreciate that. It makes it easier for me to leave the show knowing that it is in. I, some people might be wondering, well, and, and it came up part in the chat, you know, like as Mackie is the most senior member. I think some people might be wondering, hey, how come Mackie isn't taking over the show or Phil or Jason? And without going into specifics, that was a conversation that the four of us had. And the four of us agreed, who can this next person be? Who do we know we believe would be both interested and more importantly, besides the practical aspect, capable of filling my shoes, of being able to make it their own, but ensure that the show is going to continue in some fashion and in a fashion that we would all be happy with. And that was you and that is you, Canis. And said, I will be listening. Not in a creepy way. Well, I mean, if you like that, then I can certainly listen in a creepy way. That's fine. But If we um, didn't want people listening, we wouldn't do it. That's true. That's true. And I'm glad that the show has, has found an audience. And as you said, change is hard. And I certainly hope that the audience 
I don't know why anybody would be like, oh, Dan's not on the show. I'm rage quitting this show. I, I think you're only going to be hurting yourself at that point. I don't think anybody's, you know, uh, to that point. I know you've got your, your own plans, some things that I know about, not ready to talk about publicly, some things that I don't know about, you're not ready to talk about publicly, and that's fine, of course, but that plans are in place. Polycast will continue into 2019, and uh, now the Gathering Storm has been announced. We don't have to worry about there not being anything to talk about, Mackie. Well, hey, there was a really fallow period there near the end of Civ 4 before they finally announced 5 where we were actually repeating topics. And it's like, yeah. oh boy. Well, stuff was coming up on the, repeatedly on the forum, too, to be fair. We didn't have that problem with Civ 5 because Beyond Earth came out, whereas for after Civ 4, we had Colonization, which was very rarely referenced on Polycast after it first came out. There were like a couple of topics about it for a couple weeks, and then we never heard about it again. Yeah, I think we ended up kind of treating it as a glorified scenario, and so it got more airtime than a scenario, but still a scenario. And as for Civilization VI, actually, I've got to be honest, I don't know if Mackie or Phil or Jason picked up on it, but since about, if not September, then like the last couple of months here in October and November, like I've published topics lists where there's been like two or three topics, you know, a couple of days before, and then I find something on a Friday to talk about, but it's like, we've already talked about this. This is nothing new. This lends itself to a visual medium, not an audible medium. We could talk about this, but that's going to be about 60 seconds, and there really isn't... What opinion could we possibly express on it? So it was getting a little thin there, and I thought, there's going to be a patch. Like, give us a patch. Give us something. Something that we can talk about that doesn't sound recycled in some way. So I'm glad that we got to touch upon that a little bit on this episode, and then something that can carry over into 2019. Is there anything that you want to add, Canis, in, in terms of what people can expect uh, to happen or not be happening in the new year with respect to the show? Any teasers? Well, the edited turncast will be on hold until I get a handle of how to use the odd editing software. We're suspecting that the regular polycast will be a little bit less polished, for at least for a little while, until we get things hammered out. We probably won't be streaming on YouTube anymore because YouTube is cumbersome and difficult to use. Other than that, there shouldn't be too much difference except maybe if, if we do change broadcasters, we'll have to come up with something so that Twitch doesn't ban us again, which happened at one point a couple of years ago. So other than that, we're going to keep on going the way we've been going and try to not fall apart. I think we'll be okay. We got some good senior members here that actually know how to do stuff. It would take a while for everybody to get up to Dan's level of editing skills at this. Yeah. But I can say that I was one of those kids who was very happy with the tape recorder when I got it for Christmas. Support the ongoing Polycast Patreon campaign. Collective achievements. Personal incentives. Month-to-month commitment. A thank you to lead patron Candace Albinus and all other supporters of the show through this measure. For more information, visit thepolycast.net slash Patreon. Call in today. today. In North America, the number is 301-637-7659. That's 301-637-POLY. In Europe, 44121-288-7659. That's 44121-288-POLY. The only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. For more information on Polycast, our sibling shows Modcast, Revcast, and Turncast, or about Polycast in general, log on to the series' official website at thepolycast.net.
happy to say that Polycast was also amongst the first podcasts available online, uh, and today stands as one of the longest in continuous operation. Thank you, Mackie fan. That's absolutely right. I appreciate <laughs> the emphasis you, on I, that. How do you hear that so loudly when it's like literally there's feet between the microphone and that, and then for you it's like super loud, and I don't even know it's going until you say something. Because <laughs> I have my headphones on. <laughs> It's one of those mysteries that has eluded us for 12 years on this show, Mackie, and I hope we never have an answer to that question, because then the magic is lost. Why the fan? When we were first talking about uh, the new expansion, I compared it to, um, to the City Skylines Natural Disasters expansion, and one of the things that I really enjoyed about that expansion was that it wasn't just about disasters happen and your city gets destroyed, now you got to fix it up. The big focus of that expansion was around detecting and preventing the disasters before they happen. So they had things like weather radars and earthquake sensors and satellite dishes to make sure you know meteors aren't about to um, hit your city. So if a disaster happened and you weren't prepared for it, that was on you because the game gave you the tools so I'm really hoping that the Gathering Storm kind of follows in that same kind of paradigm where the dams and the canals and the floodgates and all these sorts of things are in the game in order to prevent and or mitigate the effects of these random weather events so that the complaints from like Phil, where your units are just going to randomly die because of a random event, if you have at least some control over mitigating or preventing those sorts of things. Yeah, I would make it a lot better. It actually be a good mechanic outright then, instead of a bad one. Rather than it being like to four beyond the sword, where they just randomly happen and whatever. I hope so. I hope it's like that. But the fact that Sif 4 happened and it's still Fraxis does not encourage me. But it has been a long time. Maybe this design team will have a significantly different take on it. This uh, takes us to the conclusion to this special extended episode of Polycast, episode 327, joined by... Here at the end, amongst a mm, lineup, sounds like they're going into prison, guests, <laughs> Canis Albinus. Oh, I have to say something pithy. Whoops. I think you just did, question mark, ironically. Mega Bears fan. I guess I can go troubleshoot my microphone now. <laughs> the me and team. As always, the answer comes from me. And in addition to Mackie fan... Uh, also, John. <laughs> of course. What timing? Makalua. Uh, well, the last time I checked, Phil wasn't forty-two, so he's not the answer to the life, universe, and everything yet. Yet. It's only forty-one point five. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get it. Or maybe you should worry a lot. And wow, for the last time on a podcast episode, I'm regular co-host Daniel Dan Q. Quick. Keep on seven. can't possibly start out on time that's just not realistic to the show and that's all my fault because apparently my microphone decided not to work this morning and we had to perform troubleshooting and then make phone calls and blah 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 well to be fair it's only about two-thirds your fault but we appreciate you falling on your sword completely <laughs> you can make up for it by <laughs> wow <laughs> dan was voted off the island Oh, come on, Jason, you're going to miss this. You know you are. Dan's starting oh, to sound absolutely. like that person who's like, you know what, this is my last week, so fuck everything. <laughs> yeah. <Still alive. laughs> if, screw you guys, I'm going home. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll come back to Scott here. H- hello, Eeg. Hey. How are you? This works? 
Yeah, yeah, this works. <laughs> it works. It right, wouldn't so be I'm a good. podcast send off without the technical difficulty. <laughs> I've, I, I have, I haven't used Skype in three years or something. When, when's the last time I was on? Yeah, well, first when you said, is, "Does this, you know, is this working?" I thought, "Is he talking about his microphone or the show?" Um, <laughs> I might have to <laughs> yes. get back to you on. Whoa! Wind tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> that Matthew AC. No, you actually. Really? You're getting it from you. Oh, so hold static. on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, I gotta find my phone. I think that's what's wrong. Uh, Wait, yeah. you have to connect using your phone like Jason it, too? Oh, Jason will feel better. I'm connected on both at the same time. Oh, oh, oh. It sounds like our guest is having a random weather event too. <laughs> okay, no, it's the fan. Oh, it's fixed now. I hung up. Okay. All right, uh, there we go. And I'm going to invite our uh, next couple of guests on here. But just before I do that, uh, Mackie, Phil, and Jason, uh, say something so I know that you're also still around. <laughs> something so I know you're something. all still around. Thank you. The microphone Thank is you. still not working. No. <laughs> <laughs> microphone still needs a kick in the rear. Got it. And I'm just going to read this from... The chat, wow. Town of Salem reference to Drew, but Mackie isn't Survivor, she's mayor. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> That's right. She's been training as a typist ever since. Uh, <laughs> You've been whispering, my role is this. <laughs> my role is all these things. Oh, man. It's only 15 no. things at once, Mackie. You can handle 15 simultaneous conversations in PM while people are typing to the town at the same time. It's easy. No, no, yeah. no. I, I think that's pretty dangerous, though, because if Mackie gets three votes, and then Phil and Canis and Jason only have one vote, so that means nothing's ever going to be done on the show. Mackie, you can just block everything. Hey, we're going to record an episode today. Nope. Well, actually, we'll just put Dan up for lynching, and then we'll get enough votes for sure. Well, Be nice to Dan. Oh, oh, fine. I think we've gotten used to that. I know Mackie can speak to this better than anybody, than perhaps myself, about how someone tries to say something, and then you say something, and then we have the Canadian moments, and we apologize. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's a fun time this had by all. The internet thing where you can't see me gesturing that I want to say something, so we just you just have to butt in and talk yell over each other. You have to be un-Canadian to be on a podcast. On the internet, at least. Pardon me here, and uh, while I do that, my fellow regular co-hosts will say something of interest so that this uh, is okay. Something of interest. So that this is okay. <laughs> do a little better here to try to regain uh, some time, because, I mean, the show at some point will have to end, otherwise I will never leave the show. What, Dan, you promised! Yeah, I know. Can we start? That's our diabolical plan, Dan. <laughs> this is why I delayed this morning with the microphone to make sure that you were stuck on polycast for as long as possible. No. Oh. <laughs> there isn't a lot that we know about changes in espionage other than there are enhancements to espionage and there's an even an espionage mission to pillage a dam. And I do believe, I do believe <laughs> the first time you do that in the game, there should be an achievement unlocked that goes, damn, Daniel. I think that would be, that would be, <laughs> It's because that civilization be, cares that about That would be fantastic. Too. Thank you, Mackie. <laughs> they have a counter-espionage promotion, too. So they're doing some stuff with it, but the full details aren't clear yet. It feels that the player does have a degree of control and autonomy and uh, agency in how the world treats you during the game. 
Well, that fanfare for Mackie's fan was timed just perfectly. <laughs> that was that was Mackie's fan, the wow. buzzer for Jason's comment, and... Uh, I'm wow. far enough away, I didn't so, think the fan would butt in so loud. I don't think Jason will mind if I give the points for his comment to your fan instead of him. Will you, Jason? No, you're good with that. You're good with that. That's fine. Fair enough. Uh, Mackie. <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> There we go. That, look into that yeah, for yeah. some sex. Yeah, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I agree, that would be interesting. Record date December 1st, 2018. Civilization 4, 5, and Beyond Earth sound clips. Copyright Take 2 Interactive. Civilization 6 clips. Copyright Take 2 Interactive. Copyright Civilized Communication at civcom.net.